You're very right. This man, Nick, man. This man, Nick. Oh, there we go. All right. Anyway. Vince. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 265 Media Football Show. I'm your host, Vince Size. Welcome to episode 61. I'm looking forward to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Happy October. It's October 3rd. Um, good evening to the East Coast. Good evening to the West Coast. So I hope everybody's eating their dinner and their lunch at the same time. I'm sure everybody's getting off work right now. But anyways, uh, what's going on, Ben? What is going on, Nick? Which, by the way, I want to shout out to my sister because she's getting she's getting her wedding this, is this month. So I love, shout out to my sister, Big Victoria Size. So I'm looking forward to your wedding, by the way. And shout out mm-hmm. to my soon-to-be brother-in-law, Stephen. So I'm looking forward to the show, ladies and gentlemen, because we're going to recap week four. We're going to talk about uh, the recap of college football this weekend. And obviously, we're going to talk about the Dame trade and the Drew Holiday trade. So with that being said, Ben Fair, my man, how are how are you and how was your weekend? I'm doing good, Vince. I'm happy it's Tuesday, so we get to talk football. Yes. Um, my weekend was pretty good. Um, you know, Washington almost came close to beating the Eagles in overtime. Alabama got a very, very nice win over Mississippi State. Um, did pretty decent in fantasy football as well, so I can't complain too much. How was your weekend, Vince? It was pretty good, pretty good. I can't wait to smoke my smoke this week, that's for sure. Anyways, oh, um, you're smoke what smoke a cigar? Oh, yeah, but for my second time, look at that. All right, Nick Freeze, how are you, my guy? I mean, welcome back on the show, and uh, and how was your weekend, Nick Freeze? I'm sure you got a lot of jokes in this show. Oh, yeah, I most definitely. I had a great uh weekend, man, you know, uh, USC. Kind of scared the shit out of me a little bit, but you know, yeah. that's that's what they like to do. You know, the Raiders. Um, I'm gonna talk about them when you ask me about them. Because um, <laughs> Daniels trash, all of them. I can't. Ah, this dude's an idiot. But that's that's for a little bit later. But besides that, um, I lost a close one in fantasy football, so I was kind of upset about that. But besides that, everything's been good. I can't complain, man. Yes, sir. Shout out to the Sports for You podcast. That that show starts in about two hours. But with Nick oh, yeah. Green, with Jonathan Watson and, and uh, Mark and Mark. Shout out to Mark. Now, with that being said, let's get it started, boys. So before we're talking about the games, right? Ben Ben Fair, can we first of all uh, give a shout out to DJ uh, I want to call him DJ U because this man, Oregon State, they beat Utah. Um, Ben, I watched the game. Shout out to Oregon State. Let me ask you this, Ben Fair and Nick Freeze. I mean, I mean, Nick, you can go last. Uh, ben Fair. Um, do you feel like Utah underestimated Oregon State? Because what a win for Oregon State, especially being Utah's defense. Um, you know, Utah's defense, in my opinion, is probably, um, you know, one of the top three in the Pac-12 on deep, for defense. So your thoughts, Ben Fair, do you, feel, do you feel like Utah underestimated Oregon State? I don't necessarily think they underestimated them. Um, you know, you got to remember, Utah is still without their quarterback, That's Cameron true. That's Ryzen. Good. That's true. Um, and so Nate Johnson and Bryson Barnes, that's a big downgrade from what they're used to having. Yes. Um, obviously, they haven't had Cameron all season, but yeah. um, I mean, Oregon State didn't necessarily do too much. I mean, they had some trouble like, against them. I mean, DJ had a turnover. He wasn't necessarily efficient. No. Um, you know, they stopped one of the best running backs in the country from going over a hundred yards. Uh, you know, they only limited Damien to 65 yards on the ground. Um, but the shout out I want to give to Oregon state. I mean, he's been a phenomenal season for him all year. Um, you can ask Kev about him too. Kev likes his kid a lot. Cy was bold and yes, um, he's been phenomenal for him all year. He came up big against Utah in this game for Oregon state, uh, six for a hundred yards, but, 
I don't necessarily think they overestimated them. I just think Oregon or I just think Utah doesn't have the offense right now to really compete and and try and take advantage of what the what the defense can give them at times. Right. Uh, but it it was a really really big win for for uh, Oregon State and DJ Yeah. Nick Freeze, what was your thoughts about this game? Do you feel like Utah underestimated Oregon State? No, I don't think they underestimated them at all. I think it was just uh, it was just no quarterback. I'm gonna be honest with you. You know, like like Ben Fair said, their quarterback is hurt. You know, yeah. that's you know he hasn't played all year. Yeah. But you know, you knew eventually it was gonna be a game where they need. It's gonna be a game where he was gonna be missed, and this yeah. was the game most definitely right here. Um, I think they end up they end up switching quarterbacks during the game, if I remember right, right? Yeah, 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 they yeah. And it didn't, and I'm be honest, with you, it didn't make that big of a difference. So, I what I feel like for Utah, unfortunately, Utah is a very good team. They're very physical, like you said. They're one of the best deep, not even just in the uh, Pac-12. They're definitely one of the uh, you could probably say a top ten defense in the nation, maybe. Um, it's going to be top twenty-five. Yeah. Their, their, their defense is definitely nasty at times. Just off their physicality, they can they can give you a run for their money. But yeah, they're, ranked see, fifth, they're ranked fifteenth in the country in total defense. They're ranked fifteenth. That's not bad. Between yeah, fifteen yeah. and ten, not that big of a difference. <laughs> but, but yeah, well, I don't know. I wish the Raiders' defense was that like that. But uh, it was this is top football. My <laughs> well, football. well, speaking of, well, speaking of a team that does not does not play defense, uh, USC and Cup versus Colorado. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna listen. Let me get this on my chest. Listen, I'm a USC fan, obviously. You see, when I when I watch USC football, they're no, uh, you know with the Pete Carroll days. They're known for offense and defense. Um, you know, and listen, I love Lincoln Riley. Uh, listen, he, he's a genius on offense. He knows talent. Um, but my thing is this, guys, and Nick, you can probably say this too. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I thought USC was about to score 60 uh, because in the first half they did some really, really well. Uh, what really changed in the game, in my opinion. Uh, with, the, with the missed field goal with Colorado. And I'm not going to lie, if Travis Hunter would have played, I think Colorado would have won. Um, listen, I'm just being a realist. And USC fans do not get mad at me because let's keep it a bean. Listen, I love Lincoln Rally, but listen, he don't give a shit about defense. And listen, I know, listen, last year we sucked on defense last year. And this year I thought it was going to be improved. I like Bear Alexander from Georgia. But at the end of the day, this defense is not good. And I feel bad for Lakilla Williams because he's such a good quarterback. We have a good offense, but what wins championship, Ben and Nick, defense? And that's why, you see, shout out to Ben Ferry. He's a Bama fan. And what is Bama known for, defense? But anyways, you know, but listen, Colorado fans, do not, do not be mad about this game. You guys are going to be good in year two, so don't even worry about it. Uh, but thank you, Colorado, for the last play calling at the two, uh, you know, three minutes to go in the fourth <laughs> quarter. We appreciate that, me and Nick. But Yeah, that dude was an idiot. So, I'm so, the fuck he was I have a question for you, Nick, before you go. When, when Lincoln Rally was, when he was in the coaching staff, with Mike Leach. Was Mike Leach, which, by the way, RIP to Mike Leach, was Mike yeah. Leach the same guy, good on offense, but don't care about defense? Yeah, to an extent. Well, no. I'll, I'll leave it like this. I think he at least wanted he, – he he at least expected effort on defense. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, to be honest with you, this was the first uh, game – you know, don't get me wrong, USC's defense isn't that good. Yeah, but this is the first game where the score was actually close. Yes, and I think that this game was more so a wake up call for USC because the thing is the defense played well the first half. 
It did. I, I feel as if that we felt like they were going to give up the same way they did the week before. Yeah. Because yeah. they didn't even attempt to fight last week against Oregon in the second no, half. Didn't. They, they didn't. And I think that Dion told them, like, man, if you're going to, if you're going to lose, at least fight. You know, give them a black eye or something. You know, do something. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think that's what they came out with in that second half. And they figure out a couple of things. Don't get me wrong. We didn't help ourselves either on offense. No. We, uh, Caleb Williams did a very uncharacteristic uh, play where he, he got greedy. Yeah, I'm bro. I'm like, don't be Patrick Mahomes for that, bro. Listen, I understand. Yeah. You know, backyard football. I get that. But if you do that, you know you're going to get picked up. Keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, you good. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't a smart play. And, you know, he doesn't make plays like that. So no. I think he, he, he got greedy. And that's what happened with that play. Shadur showed that he is definitely, no matter who they play against, he's definitely going to be a factor on offense. Preach about I it. think that last week was a uh, was a game that they needed themselves. You know, it was it was a humbling experience for them last week. Yes, and you know, I actually predicted on the show that the game that <clears throat> excuse me, they're gonna they were gonna have more offense than they did uh, last week. And at first, during the first two and a half quarters, I looked like I was wrong, but all yes. of a sudden, USC's start giving up uh who was that to um what was the dude named Amarion uh yes 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 Amarion Miller Miller oh he was killing dude I'm like this and he's only he's a true freshman he's killing yeah killing 18 year old out there he's just he's just out there running simple routes just doing his thing he figured out how to get open and that is definitely a good sign for Colorado because that means now they have another weapon now, what I can say is, you know, I'm not making no excuse or anything. I hear everybody saying about, you know, Travis Hunter or whatever and um, and Shiloh not playing. But let's not act like USC didn't have two people not, uh, not playing on offense as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to put that in the – it didn't matter for about two and a half quarters, but I'm we're not going to act like, you know, our most electric receiver wasn't playing. Oh, Branch? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know – I yeah, think Branch, that, Branch Branch is a freshman too, though, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Right, but you, you got know, Mario, you got Mario, Brendan, and Taj, bro. You have like yeah. outside of like Washington and Colorado, y'all have like the most electric wide receiving core in football out without Zachariah Branch. Yeah. That dude, he's nice. He's nice. He's gonna be he's not, he's not. Give him, next year. He's gonna be absolutely ridiculous. Facts. But, facts. Um. Yeah, I think that we definitely. Let off the gas, which I hate. I hate when teams do that. It is a pet peeve of mine, especially as me being a former uh, coach. I hate seeing, you know, you just get relaxed. Like, oh, they're going to give up the same way they did last week. No, they're not. They're they're a whole different team uh, they're playing against. They want to beat y'all. You know, they gave up against Oregon. They didn't give up this week. And, you know, I like the push, and I like what it did for both teams. Was I pissed off at the moment when it happened? A fucking yes. course. <laughs> I was too. pissed. Me too. Me too. I was no, pissed. Yo, Jim Nick, I, I wanted the curse on Facebook, but I didn't, I, I didn't want the kids to see it, but go ahead. Yeah. Oh, hey, look. And like you said earlier, Vince, thank you to Colorado's OC for the stupidest th- yes. about four yes. minutes of play calls I have ever seen. What was that? Yeah. What was that? You Why are you running the ball? Yeah. This is not the NFL. You don't have no two-minute warning. It was dumb. And you yeah. ran it so many times. And then it wasn't even no type of hurry up. There was nothing. It was just like they were just 
going about like they still got like about eight minutes left in the quarter. Nah, man, y'all, I mean, they still scored, but look how much time it took. It wasn't, yeah. in the long run, it wasn't really worth it. I was like, thank you, thank you, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Thank you, appreciate it. All we got to do is get the first down, we got Caleb Williams. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yo, and by the way, Nick, and you're right about it. It's the same thing for the NBA, right? People, teams do, they're up by 28, and then they relax, and then they lose, right? That's what happens. So, you know, and hopefully USC learns, learns from that. And by the way, they can rally. Run the fucking ball when you're up by big, but excuse my memory, but it, it, is, it is what it is. Now, especially, especially when you're going up against – I think they're ranked like 129th in rushing defense. Exactly. Like they're the second, they have one of the they're, worst, they're the second worst I've ever seen. They're, exactly. they're literally like the second worst run defense in football. Run exactly. So, Ben Fair, I got to ask you a question. What was your thoughts about the, with the game? And also, I thought USC's defense would be a lot better than last year because we had we got Bear Alexander from Georgia, and I thought he was going to help this game. But, you know, what's your thoughts? What's your thoughts? Well, you and I were talking about your defense before the start of the show. Yeah. Um, and then your your guys' defense makes no sense. Uh, yes. So you're, I got it wrong on on uh, Andrew's show. Also, uh, you guys were ranked 70th in defense coming into the game. Now you're ranked 98th. But mm-hmm. you guys are ranked 98th in defense. But you guys are in the backfield. You guys are tenth, are top 10 in tackles for loss, and you're top 10 in sacks. Mm-hmm. So you guys get after the quarterback, and you get into the backfield a lot. But yet you guys give up so many yards. I mean, I don't know if it's like you guys are just missing tackles. Like when you guys get in the backfield, you guys just aren't wrapping up or something. Because a team that puts so much pressure behind the line of scrimmage like you guys do, to not be able to stop people, it, it's you know it's, what's crazy. It, you know what's it crazy? makes you know no it makes you know no sense. Ben, you know what's crazy? You said missed tackle, but didn't that happen in Oklahoma in a liquor rally? Keep going. It's all good. Go ahead. I mean, no, it, it, it definitely did. It definitely did happen at, at Oklahoma. So, I mean, I don't know what Lincoln Riley teaches defensively. I don't no, even it's know. The like, it's, yeah, the like, it's, it's, it's the Grinch. It's the Grinch. It's awful to watch. It makes no sense watching your guys' defense sometimes. Because, like I said, you guys sack the quarterback. Almost more than any other team in the country, you you tackle the running back and receivers behind the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Almost more than any team in the country, but yet you still give up 400 yards of offense a game. Makes no um, sense at all. It makes no sense. Like if that was an Alabama team that was top 10 in sacks and tackles for loss, they're probably a national contending defense. Yeah, so you guys, you guys are not the case. You guys are not the case. You know what that shows, Ben? Um, Fair. It shows it's what? the scheme. It's not the players. It's the scheme. Yeah, it's one hundred percent the scheme. Um, and it's and it's the defensive backs. It's it's the defensive backs year and year again. I mean, when you look over Lincoln Riley's history, he's put out linebackers. He put out Kenneth Murray at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. He's put out a couple of D linemen here or there. But name a DB he put into the into the NFL. That's true. And the thing is, USC has good DBs. If you look at they some do. of the you're, guys you're, that are yeah, your your history, your history is 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 flooded with DBs. Yeah. Been fair. Yeah. Just look at some of the guys in our um in the DB our, our DBs. Some of these guys are four star recruits, and you look at the you look at a player like what like how is like you said how is it possible? Um, so, what's his name? Sayer Wright. I think he he's pretty good. I remember him. Yeah. Uh, they actually have another kid, uh, Anthony Beavers. He's very good. He's a very good yes. tackler. They don't play him for some reason. I don't know what the hell is going on with that. But you know, they have kids over there that are that are good. 
But I don't know. I don't know if it's it's the uh, if it's the sports politics going on or, like I said, I really think it's the scheme because it makes no sense for us to get as much pressure as we get, and still for some apparent reason we're like you said giving up four hundred plus every game. It seems like, and we're letting teams that shouldn't even be scoring that many that many points against us score. Prime example. Like of, just like, like last State. weekend. Yeah, just last weekend when you guys let Arizona State with yeah. a freshman quarterback, Jaden Rashada, yeah. score what, 21, 24 on you Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah 24, I believe. And they yeah. scored zero the week before. Yeah. Zero. And he looked like trash the yeah. week before. Against before Fresno State. Nothing against Fresno yeah. State, but they're not at USC. No, they, 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 yeah, they have a better defense than you guys, but Fresno State sh- should not be holding – Arizona State to zero, and then they drop twenty four on y'all. There's no, yeah. it makes no sense. And I'll say that the our Achilles heel is going to be our defense. Yeah, it's obvious. It's been it's been like that for Lincoln Rally for a while, man. It, and what's crazy, Nick? I want to go to a USC game because you know I live in the East Coast. I, I don't want to go to one, but my thing, and I told my dad, like, listen, I love my, I love, I'm gonna love the offense, but if we can't stop anybody in the Big Ten, then what? Why should I go? You know what I mean? So it is what it is. Um, we shall see what happens. I mean, we should beat the team this week. So, anyways, with, respect, with that being said, um, Georgia and uh, Auburn. And, Ben, we said it on this podcast, right? And we got to keep it real. Um, and Georgia fans, I hope you're listening, by the way. And shout out to Mark, by the way. He is a Georgia fan. Um, well, first of all, uh, and Nick, uh, you can ask this too. Is it, Ben, I think we're going to say this. And, I, man, Georgia's schedule is so weak. Um, but is it fair to say – and I watched the game, right? And shout out to Brock, you know, Brockers, man, the best tight end in football and probably the best tight end in the draft more than likely. Um, he's a know, top five tight end in the NFL right facts, now. Facts. Man, yeah, easily. Hope, <laughs> easily. He's a top five tight end in the NFL right now. By watching, by watching this game and how close it was, is Georgia mid? Just, is that fair to say? No, their no, offense no, is trash. No. Oh. Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to say they're mid. They definitely have fallen off over the last few years. Um, their defense is still good, but it's not filled with first-round talent like it was the last two years. Right, right. Um, obviously, they got some guys here and there, and they'll probably have maybe one or two defensive players who go first round. Yeah. But it's not like how it has been the last two years where you're talking about four or five potential first-rounders from that defense. Are you saying they missed Tom Munkin? Maybe, maybe. No, no. It's no. just a, a an unfortunate drop off in, in talent. It happens to everybody. It yeah, happens yeah. to everybody. Yeah. Like you, sometimes, you, like Alabama, when we were, when you got to remember, like Alabama, we had Judy Ruggs, Waddle, yeah. and um, Calvin Ridley, Judy Ridley, Ruggs, Ridley, yeah, and, yeah. and and no, not Calvin. He wasn't on that rotation. Oh, uh, Devontae uh, Smith and Devontae yeah. Smith. Yeah. When we That's had four those first four. Yeah, we had those four guys. We haven't had a guy even close to that since they all left. Yeah, like our wide receiving core is not what it was no. the last two, three years before before this season. Like we don't even have a John Mechie right now. No, Ooh, um, shit. but Georgia, they they're just having a regression year. They yeah. have a lot of. They still have talent. Like Dejon Edwards, um, he I think he really broke himself apart from that running back core in yeah. this week's game. Yeah. Uh, usually they run by a committee, but I think Dejon Edwards really solidified himself as the number one running back on that team. But 
Brock Bowers, he started the season off slow. Yeah. But these last these last two weeks, I mean, he's been Carson Beck's favorite target, and he yeah. should be Carson Beck's favorite target. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason Brock Bowers shouldn't have less than eight catches a game. Mm-hmm. Like, he sh- he should get every single catch. He should get every single target. If when you're not running the ball, every single play should be ran should be ran up for Brock Bowers, and just exploit him. The kid is super fast for for his size and for his position. He runs Chris Brouts. Shit, he probably has some of the best hands in the entire college football. Ben, I, I had a question for you. Regardless of being ben, a tight end. Ben, I, I had a question for you. Why does he can block you? for you? Yo, Ben, I had a question for you. Why does two Georgia teams, the Falcons and the Georgia, they don't like you they, they don't like their tight ends? Um, you know, Kyle Pitts and the you know Brock. Well, the, well, it's not that like I say, Brock Bowers has been getting utilized the last two yes. games. He has over 125 yeah, yards yeah, the last yeah, two games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Kyle Pitts stuff. That's. I think that's just a quarterback and a system thing. They're a run-heavy team in Atlanta right now. That's fair. Um, with Algier and Bijan, and and they don't have Desmond Ritter throw the ball more than 25, 28 times a I game. Think I should. Yeah. Um, I do think Kyle Pitts needs to be force-fed the ball sometimes, but unfortunately, Kyle Pitts is just in a run-heavy offense. Yeah. Yeah. But they pass so, the ball to John Smith though. Ain't that a bitch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the irony in all that is the fact that he got two touchdowns last week. Those should have yeah. been fucking Kyle Pitts touchdowns. So, Nick, what was your thoughts about this game, Georgia and Auburn? Um, it's like what uh, Ben Fair said. I feel as if you know, uh, you know, bo- both of us, has, um, all of us have seen our teams be on top, and then you know, have a year where they're not as good, but we're still we're still pretty damn good to beat a lot of teams. Like for example. Uh-huh. When USC had, you know, Reggie Bush and everybody the next year's uh what was it, Sanchez took over. Yep, yep. And, you know, we're we're still good, but we're not as good as we were before. Yeah. You know, we're still good enough to win a uh uh the uh what you call it, the Rose Bowl and everything like that. Yeah. You know, if yeah. there would have been a college uh football um college uh playoff during that time, I think we probably would have still made it. Mm-hmm. But we just weren't as dominant as we were when we had the talent we had before. And that's what happens when, you know, a team loses a lot of talent through the draft. I mean, look at TCU. Yeah, yeah. All the TCU players that made them good last year shit, pretty much gone. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so, right. you know, it's just it's, – it's a matter of time. You know, it's, it's, it's difficult as hell winning two, winning two in a row. Yeah. It's even more difficult to try and win three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Trust me, our team lost our third – when it was our time to get our third championship, and we lost we bad. Lost. We lost two. I think we lost ours to old, to to uh, old, to Ohio State. Yeah, you know. And even when, look, even Ohio State. Remember that Ohio State team? That's when they had uh, when uh, Zeke and all them was like sophomores. The yeah. year before they uh, they went undefeated, but they weren't uh, qualified for a bowl game. The next year they win. Everybody leaves. They're still very good, but they're not the same dominant team. Yeah. So. You know that I think that's what George is going through. You know, I think they're going through the uh, transition of you know you got a new quarterback and everything like that. So you know you got to put everything like that in perspective. I think they'll still be they can still be good enough to make a run. Do I think they win? Uh, I don't think so. It's it's very difficult to win three in a row. Yeah, yeah, and especially playing the way they're playing, they're not even playing. The way USC was playing when we was going for our third one. When we when USC was going for the third one, they looked like they were going to win that third one. Mm-hmm. So you know that's 
they don't look like they're going to win that third one, but they haven't lost yet either. So who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of, um, you know, a high score game, I thought this was supposed to be a Pac-12 game, but no, it was. It looked like a basketball score. No, but seriously, um, Miss Ole Miss and LSU. Um, ben, first, first of all, shout out to Lane Kiffin, by the way. This, I mean, I thought Ole Miss was going to lose, but no. I mean, you know, they fought hard and they won. Um, high score game. It looks like LSU is not going to make the playoffs. Um, so. We'll see what the LSC will do with Brian Kelly after this year. But your thoughts about this game, Ben? This was um, an amazing, amazing game to watch. Yeah, it really was. Um, you know, Ole Miss doesn't have a good defense this year. No, no. Uh, their their defense is a little bit worse than your guys's. Really? Um, yeah, their defense is, is just outside of the top 100. Um, but this Ole Miss, this, this is the first year their defense is outside the top 100. Damn. Um, but I told y'all on Friday, man, for Ole Miss to win this game, Crenshaw Junkins had to have a big game. He did. He had a massive. He had a massive one. They they rode this. They rode his coattails, um, you know, for the large point of this game. Gave him thirty three carries. Yeah. One hundred and seventy seven yards. His first hundred yard game on the season. Um, I, I'm glad. To, I'm happy to see it, dude. I think this guy has a chance to be one of the better running backs we've seen mm-hmm. in the country for a while. Um, he was phenomenal last year as a true freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Trey Harris came back. Trey Harris is easily the best wide receiver on this team. Jordan Watkins is is really freaking good himself. Yes. But Trey Trey Harris, they, they missed him in the Alabama game uh, against us a week prior. And he came up big this game, 153 in a tutty. He's Ben Jackson Dart's favorite target uh, game in, game out. So – Getting him back and with the addition of Quinn Sean having a great game, um, you, you knew they were you knew they were going to give LSU a fight. Um, for Brian Kelly, man, I mean his offense played well. They they gave it everything they had. Um, you know that that turnover from Jaden Daniels when he when he got popped and he fumbled the ball that was over. Yeah, um, that was it was very costly. Um, yeah, but. I wouldn't say it's it, he, his job isn't any isn't like any type of worry. Right. I mean, Tim. LSU. A lot of people did expect to play it probably further further Natty this year, and especially make the college football playoff. Okay. Um, unfortunately, though, their their defense isn't really good either. No, I mean, no. They have they have arguably one of the best defenders in the entire country and Harold Perkins. He's good. Um, yes. Yes. I, I I like the way they're using them. They're using them just like the Cowboys use Minka Fitzpatrick, yeah. I think, which is a smart thing. Minka, Par- Minka um, Parsons. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Minka Parsons. Yeah. I, I said Fitzpatrick, but um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's phenomenal. Harold Perkins should be a top five pick in this year's draft. Yes. yes. Um, he, he can play, he can play edge. He can play DN. Yep. Um, he, he's going to be a nightmare in the NFL. Malik Neighbors had another great game. Yes, he did. Um, you know, it's just unfortunate, though. But, you know, me being a Bama fan, I'm happy to see LSU already be eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. That's, 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 I guess I guess they, they missed the, um, you know, go Tigers at Ogeron. But anyways, anyways, um, Nick, your thoughts about this game? Um, History has shown me to um, – not necessarily trust LSU when it's time to um, when they have big expectations, right? You know, outside of like uh, Joe Burrow a couple of years ago, re- recent you know recently has shown me that when LSU has some type of hype behind them, they fall off. Uh huh. And you know, I didn't expect them to fall off as early as they did because, like you said, they're 
their playoff hopes are shot. Mm-hmm. If, if they find a way to make it into the playoffs, boy, I mean, everybody has to start losing. And yes. that's not going to happen. Yes. So – I'll be I'll be upset if they somehow get in the college football playoff. Every like you said though, Nick, everyone would have to lose. Everybody. Everyone. Everybody everyone is- would have to everyone would have to have at least one loss, if not two losses, for them to get back in. Yeah, and I and I highly doubt that that's gonna happen. So uh with that being said, I actually enjoyed the game. I'm not yes. a big fan of uh LSU. So I'm with Ben Fair watching them uh lose made me uh <laughs> A little happy. So, but what one thing I can say is is that Ole Miss played one hell of a game. Yes, they did. They played one hell of a game, and at the very least, I love watching a great game, no matter you know what team is involved, and especially you know in the game. You know, I seen beforehand people. You know, like you said, people expecting that little shooter you know, bounce back and figure out a way to get themselves back into the playoffs and, you know, at least in contention or something like that. And Ole Miss said, yeah, fuck all that. Get them out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We don't like the Tigers. Fuck them. Let's go ahead and uh, ruin ruin their season. Let's go, let's go ahead and have some fun. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, before we talk about the Notre Dame and Duke game, can we give a round of applause for you and Kev? Because uh, you were preaching about Brent Venables, or about the Oklahoma coach. He's a defensive-minded guy. He's doing a damn good job. Oklahoma is number 12. And you see what happened when you hire a defensive guy, and Oklahoma's playing defense. So, you know, man, can we give that guy a round of applause? Because he's changing Oklahoma tremendously. And I'm sure Oklahoma fans do not miss Lincoln Riley, do they? No, they, they definitely don't miss Lincoln Riley whatsoever. Um, you know, I, I can tell you with, with certainty – that Oklahoma was never ranked in the top 30 in defense when, when Lincoln Riley was there. Nope. And, ju- and just two years under Brent Venables, they're a top 30 defense in the country. Um, Dylan Gabriel, his old ass is still playing college football. He's doing, ama- <laughs> he's doing amazing over there. I mean, he's throwing for over 300 yards a game. He's looking like the, Link- he's looking like the Dylan Gabriel uh, that he did when he was at UCF. Uh-huh. Uh Unfortunately, he won't be a college court or NFL quarterback, but he will go down as one of the better college quarterbacks in, in NFL and college football history. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, shout out, shout out, Brett Venables, man. He's got Oklahoma playing tremendous defense. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. Now, now we can get to the game. Notre Dame and Duke. Um, you know, even though fuck Notre Dame, I, hate, I can't stand it. That's USC's rival. But anyways, um, fuck, I hate Notre Dame. Yeah, of course, of course, I hate Notre Dame. Um, um, anyways, um, good, good, great game though. Prayers to that quarterback from Duke. Uh, he got hurt, and it sucks. And I hate injuries, but it is what it is. It's football. So, Ben, what's your thoughts about this game? I mean, great win for Notre Dame. They barely won this game uh, in the fourth quarter. But, hey, hey, when is the win? And Duke, bro, they only lost by, you know, seven. So, if you're Duke, I mean, I mean, it's a hard loss. And it's, it, you know, but at the end of the day, Notre Dame was just better. I mean, but shout out to Duke because Duke is mostly known for basketball. So, go ahead, go ahead Ben Fair. No, it was a great game. I mean, going into it, um, you know, this is probably the highest Duke football has been ranked yes, in a very, yes. very long time, probably since like the 50s or 60s. Yes. Um, yes. You know, Mike Elko has done a great, a tremendous job in his short term of being at Duke. Uh, yeah. um, this this defense this year, this whole team this year, they're very, very veteran led. Uh, a lot of a large majority of all their players, especially even including bench players, are all seniors. Or, or juniors, 
some of them, especially their defense, their defense is filled with grad trans or not grad transfers, but graduate students. Yep. Yep. Um, so they're, they're probably going to drop off next year and probably even the year after Damn. until they get older again. But yeah. They're playing great football. I mean, you have a top 20 defense at Duke. I mean, when was the last time you could say something like that? Um, you have a top, you have like a top 30, top 35 offense. Yes. So you have a really good team for, for Duke. Uh, Riley Leonard's injury, they said, was nothing serious. Good. Uh, if anything, he might miss like a week. Uh, and then he'll be, and then he'll be right back out there. Um, I want to give a shout out to Sam Hartman, though. Yes. Um, what a what a what a true professional uh, did his interview, and then he rushed over to stand on the sideline to wait till Riley Leonard got love, out of the medical yes. tent. Um, you love to see stuff like that. Um, great game by Sam Hartman. Um, I, I thought Duke, you know, might have had it or might have been able to hold them to yeah, a field goal late in the game. And then, obviously, I mean, the leading rusher in college football, of course, he does what he did. Audrey Gestime, uh, he ran in that, what, 30-yard touchdown uh -huh, right up the uh -huh. middle. It was very unfortunate, but if you're Duke fans, nothing nothing to be ashamed of with what right. your team put out on that football field. Yeah. Um, you know, Notre Dame has a great defense as well, just yeah. like Duke does. So, um, you know, Riley Leonard, when he comes back, I'm sure Duke will continue to keep doing what they're doing. They'll, mm -hmm. they'll be one of the better teams in ACC football. Mm -hmm. You guys are going to make a bowl game this year, another one for two straight seasons. Um, so if you're a Duke football fan, uh, you should be happy with, with what Mike Elko has done in like three years with that. Of program. course, of course. Um, Nick, you have anything to say about this game? Um, fuck Notre Dame. That's oh, first yeah. and foremost. <laughs> uh, Very true. But no, it, I like watching defensive games. You know, yes, me too. It's, it's like watching the it's like watching two great chess players play against each other. You don't know every move is pivotal, and like you said, when you got when you pretty much got the leading rusher on your team, you know, you, who knows what can happen, especially in defensive games. All, all defensive games is is just defense run the ball because you're not passing. You're not passing nope. defensive games at all. Nope. And I feel as if that. Like like Ben Fair said, if you're a Duke fan, you have to be you have to be proud of this team. Yes, yes. You have to be proud of this team. You know, um, you played against um, what like Notre Dame's what ranked number eleven. Ten. Uh, that's how they rank number eleven. I, I forgot I forgot what their rank is now, but you know, and you put up a pretty good fight right down right down to you. You was right, hey, you was right there hanging with them the whole entire time. Yeah. So you have nothing to be ashamed of. Like you said, um, hopefully when um, the quarterback comes back, everything you go right back to the way it was before. They're going, mm -hmm. they're going to make a bowl game. They're probably going to end up winning it according to who who um, over there and shit. Enjoy a great season for especially for Duke, Duke football. It, I mean, who we're talking about Duke and we're not talking about basketball. So that's exactly. how good. Exactly. Speaking exactly. of basketball, speaking of basketball, that's next month. So I can't wait. Anyways, though, and, and your the last thing to say, your but, quarterback might be a first round pick too. That, that's incredible. Yeah, seriously. That. So that's something to be. Hey, that's something to be proud of. And and he looks better than the last first round quarterback you put out too. Daniel Jones, really? Okay, okay. Riley, Riley oh, Leonard. Come on, come on now, Vince. No, come on now. Riley we, Leonard, we know better than this. Yeah, Riley Leonard looks better than Daniel Jones did coming out of college. Yes. I don't even know why Daniel Jones was drafted as high as he was. I still don't understand it to this day. By the way, by the way, um, that, that was, I watch I watched that season. They went like seven and five, eight and four, or whatever. He he was a turnover magnet, and 
when he got drafted, I was like, wait, what? Exactly. Exactly. Like, maybe, maybe day two. But then again, but then again, we're not surprised with Dave Gettleman, right? He's a horrible GM. It is what it is. Anyways, uh, we'll do our week uh, week six picks and uh, college football uh, for this week. So, Ben, big, ga- big game uh, in, in the race right here. Oklahoma at Texas. Ben, who's, who do you got? That's a good game. Really good game. The Red River Showdown. Um, it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a defensive game. It's going to be a defensive game. Both of these teams have tremendous defenses. Uh, we haven't said this in a long time that both Oklahoma and Texas are, are great football teams. Exactly. Yes. Um, usually Texas has already fallen off by now. Yes. By, by week six. Uh, but I love Quinn Ewers, man. I love Xavier Worthy. Me too. Me too. Um, obviously, I'm going to give my man Steve Sarkeesian some love too. So I'm going to take Texas. And and, they're, and it's at Texas. So, yeah. It's still, Longhorn, it's, it's still Longhorns down though. Me too. I like I'm like Texas and I like yours too. All right. So Nick, what do you got? Texas, Oklahoma at Texas. College football is better when this rivalry is good. Facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there, there's certain rivalries when both both teams are good, it's just better for the sport. Uh-huh. And this is definitely one of those uh games. I'm taking Texas, but it's going. I feel like it's going to be a close game. I'm fit. I'm about 55, 45 with this. With this. So by the way, uh, this is a afternoon game. By the way, ladies and gentlemen. But go ahead. Yes. An afternoon game. I'll, yes. Yeah. I'll think first, it's first thing. In, it's first thing in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Nine a.m. for us. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely have Texas. You know, uh, right. like you said, shout out, shout out to Sark. You know, I wish. Uh, his tenure in SC could have uh, ended better, but you know we all got uh, personal things we go through sometimes, man. I'm just glad he, that he's able mm-hmm. to was able to overcome everything and end up still being a great coach. Yes, yeah, so that's, that's very fast. Um, LSU at Missouri, Ben. Could you think Missouri can beat LSU? And shit, what, what do you think? I do think LSU could beat Missouri. Missouri is a big run heavy team. Um, LSU obviously just struggled with Quinshawn Junkins. Yeah, they uh, did. If Missouri, if Missouri can control the line of scrimmage, I don't know how they're going to do necessarily defensively, but if they can control the line of scrimmage offensively and run the football the way they've been doing uh, so far this season, I think Missouri could beat them at home. And by the way, it's, yeah. So what do you got? So you got LSU, you got Missouri. I got Missouri. All right, me too. I'm, I'm going with the upset. What about you? What about you, uh, McFree? You got Missouri. It's, it's not. Missouri. It's not. A, it's not an upset. It's not an upset. Missouri's ranked higher than LSU. That's true. That's very true. You're right. You're right. What about you, uh, Nick? You going Missouri? Yeah, I'm gonna go Missouri. I think the uh, the LSU gravy train is over with. All right, Alabama at Texas, Texas and and M. So by the way, uh, Ben, um, a Texas A and M uh, fan, by the way, went on Andrew's show and he said. I ain't afraid of Bama. Milton is not good. I think Texas a and won last week. We're good. I feel he's calling confident against Bama because you know why, Ben? He's looking at that game from uh, I think was you got you guys played against was it Florida, Atlanta. I forget what game it was. Obviously, you guys obviously you guys were struggling. You guys won that game. So you got anything to say to the Texas A&M fan? Because now they're talking shit now all of a sudden. I mean, at the end of the day, you're on your second string quarterback for one. Um, you're not ranked for two. And three, your head coach is Jimbo Fisher, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. You're, you're, 
your head coach is is involved at the most expensive school in the entire country. He's got more money than anyone else coming into his program, and he yep. still can't. And he's and he pays to win, and he still can't win. Exactly. Um, there's there's a reason why like 30 of his freshmen left last year after they got that check from him because they crazy. knew his play calling was ass. They knew his whole scheme was ass, and they know Jimbo Fisher and and um are not Jimbo Fisher. They know Jamison Willie or um what's his name um James James Winston. And um, who's the Jets running back that they got from Minnesota? Minnesota, Minnesota. Um, um, Addison was it? Uh, Addison? Cook. That was Cook. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Cook, Cook, and Jameis Winston won him that that uh, national championship game in what 20, 2014. Uh, he had a he had like a top five defense that year as well. Um, we've seen him at Texas A and M. He's he's underperformed every single year at Texas A and M. Uh, their wide receivers have been talking mess to Terry on Arnold, which mm. I don't know why they're doing that. Terry on Arnold's been phenomenal all season for us at, at uh -huh. corner. Uh -huh. um, it, it should be a blowout. It should be fun. It should be a fun game for Alabama fans and Alabama players. We should win this game by 21 easily. And Texas A&M fans, you're going to continue to cry and cry and cry until what, 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 what's big, what are they good in? I'm trying to think of what sport they're good in. I can't think of one. So, SAM fans, you guys are going to be depressed all season long. Um, just, just be happy that you guys got a fuck ton of money at your at your school. At the end of the day, you know what they're going to say, Ben? Oh, congratulations, you got our backup quarterback. But anyway, Nick Finn, go ahead. What do you got? What do you got? I, I got Batman winning big time. Yeah. Like I don't. I think I, I think this game is over in the second quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, do you think the Kentucky and Georgia game is going to be close? Kentucky, Kentucky's ranked, by the way. Yes. So, so I do think this. I'm glad you brought this game up. Yeah, Kentucky, yeah. Kentucky just beat the Brates off of Florida last week. Um, oh yeah, that was crazy. They, they did a great job at stopping Florida's run game. Uh, Kentucky, Kentucky is phenomenal, fucking phenomenal at stopping the run. They're they're probably top ten, top five at stopping the run in the country. Um, I expect this game to be low scoring as well. Uh -oh. uh, I'm not big on Devin Leary. He was cool. He was cool at NC State, but I'm not. I haven't seen a lot from him at Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I expect this game to be extremely close, and I could see a possibility where Kentucky wins it, just because of how good their defense has been at, at the line of attack. Uh huh. But I think Georgia maybe just pulls it off by by. Three to six points. Yep. You well, Kentucky's always been known for defense. You know it, Ben. The linebacker from you guys got from Kentucky Davis, right? So anyway, yeah, Jamin, Jamin Davis. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, uh, Nick, how you feel about this game? You think Georgia wins at home, or how, well, will Kentucky upset? Um, I'm sorry, gentlemen. I think this is upset Saturday. Uh oh. Hey, I'm for yeah. it, man. I'm for it. Oh, I, I know you're for it. Uh, <laughs> I know. But um, as I said before, I have no problem with uh, Georgia. My grandfather uh, was a big time Georgia fan, so you know I got a little bit of a uh, little bit. You know, I kind of I kind of root for the team a little bit, but I don't. You know, I like I'm cool with seeing them win, but if they lose, I'm not. I don't care either. But um, I think that this is the game that they all their little skips and everything they do, the bats, uh, first halves, and everything. I think. This might be the game where it catches up to them. Mm -hmm. Now, if they 
if they do win, I wouldn't be surprised either. But I think that, honestly, defense is good. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm very very questionable when it comes to uh, Georgia's quarterback. You know, I've seen him play, but like wow, I think the slow starts and everything end up biting them in the ass this week. Having to stop, having to stop, uh, having to stop Ray Davis from Kentucky, their running back too. That's going to be a tough task. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm, 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 you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with you guys too. I'm gonna go with the upset. I'm gonna go Kentucky on Georgia. Let's go. All right. Y'all going the upset? All right. Uh, let's go. Let's go. All right. Now this is a good game. But but how do you feel about this? Notre Dame at Louisville. Louisville is number twenty-five. You think Louisville could be Notre Dame and Louisville? How do you feel? No, not at all. Uh, Louisville is not winning this game. Um, Jake Plummer, he's been a turnover magnet all season long. Um, Louisville, I think they just got lucky with their ranking. Obviously, they've just been playing some teams that they've been able to beat. Right. And it's gotten them inside the top 25. Uh They're they're, they're not going to stop Sam Hart. I mean, yeah, I mean, Colorado (laughs) deserved it, though, for those first three weeks. But obviously, they've come back down to reality. Um, But, no, this is a game that Louisville is going to – they're going to blow it. Jake Plummer will probably have two interceptions. Um, I expect Notre Dame to win this game easily. Yeah. What about you, Nick Freeze? I hate giving this team their props, but there's no way that Louisville beats uh, Notre Dame. They're too good, um, at, least, at least for this matchup. If they lose I, to Louisville, if they lose to Louisville, how would you guys react? I'll be, uh, I'll be happy I like because it. Alabama will go up. but yeah. I'll, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like it at all because I want them to be undefeated. I mean, or at least keep the same record they have right now until they play SC and lose again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it looks better for us. That's very true. That's very true. And, uh, yeah, I got Notre Dame, too. They should win. Now, let's go with the NFL now, right? So, I don't know if you guys watched the London game, by the way. I don't know if you guys watched the Toy Story game. That was, By the way, that was cool. Um, anyways, um, by the way, Nick and uh, Ben, I'm not really, 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 really uh, enjoying this Jaguar offense because, uh, listen, man, I mean, they did well. Shout out to the Jaguars. I mean, I'm, I picked Jacksonville for this game because they usually do good in London. And um, shout out to my buddy Jody. But you remember, Ben, he was high on Desmond Ritter? And, you know, he's, he called Desmond Ritter Dr. Four, and now he's not really high on Desmond Ritter anymore. So let me ask you this, Ben Farron, Nick Freeze, in, in all seriousness. Um you know, and, you know, the Arthur Smith had an opportunity to go trade for Lamar, and he said no. So, you know, um, and I'm trying to help Falcon fans because, you know, I want Justin Fields to go to Atlanta because he's from Georgia, and I want Justin Fields to have a better coaching staff. But anyways, um, um, Nick Freeze, you go first. What's your thoughts about this game? And, um, you know, I'm trying to help Falcon fans. Uh, I want I want them to be happy. But, um, but Nick, did you watch this game at all? And also, did you watch any of the – on Twitter, the Toy Story things that that happened, uh, the Toy Story game that happened during the game. Um, unfortunately, around that time, I was asleep. You know, my <laughs> son kept me up the night before, so I was like, "Yeah." I, when, by the time I woke up, the game was already over. So um, all I did was catch the highlights. I think that um, I always give quarterbacks, a, I cut them a little bit of slack when yeah. it's their first full year starting. Yeah. You know, um, I think by now, what, Ritter's played how many How many games has he played now? I think five, right? Four? Yeah, four, yeah, four. 
He played like four this year. Did he play last year? He played like what, two games last year, Ben? Yeah, yeah. so he's like on game number like six or seven, something yeah, like, uh, somewhere around that range. He's basically played a, a half a season of football, worth of yeah. uh, football. Um, I think it's too early to really say anything about him. One thing I can say is I really, really think they need to figure out a way to fully utilize Kyle Pitts. Because this dude is a matchup nightmare, and they're literally got him out there running cardio. If they use him right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, if they use him right, there's plenty of – there's plenty of teams in this league that wish they had this dude on their team. If they ever decide to trade him, they're, they'll be able to get a hefty package back for him. Oh, yeah. There's oh. no doubt. Because this dude on, on, um, on a good team is a complete game changer for your offense. But he's being underutilized. So, hey, what's the point of having the weapon if you don't know how to use it? Yeah. So, I think that – I thought at the beginning of the season, I thought Atlanta's defense was um, – was the one of the better ones in their division, if facts, not facts. Uh, if not the best. Facts. So um, so far, I've gotten the same vibe from it. I I really like their running game. I'm a big fan of uh, Bijan Robinson. I think this dude is on his way to being one of those next great Texas running backs in the league. Yeah. The dude, his game is so just smooth. You know, he makes these cuts so easily. You know, he has – he's not he's not like super-duper fast, but he's fast enough. You know, he has just enough power on him. It, this dude, yeah, he's, I, he's a very good back. So, yep. I think that if they, they – if they – I'll give that team another year. If they want to go ahead and go in another direction with quarterback, I wouldn't be surprised. Nick, how about this? Justin Fields, he's from Georgia. No. <laughs> No, the team, the team that Justin Fields needs to be on and should have been on already is the 49ers. Interesting. I think that Justin Fields with the 49ers would have been perfect. I think he would have developed into a better uh, quarterback, quarterback over there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think he got dealt a bad hand over there to where he's yeah. at. Yeah. But, you know, he hasn't helped himself either. He He's – he has a lot of developing to do, and it's a lot of developing that shouldn't be going on in what your third year. Yeah, it yeah. really, it like so far, it really, I really haven't seen you gotten better with your quarterback mechanics. Yeah, you know, um, except against Denver, he looked like he was the second coming of uh, Dan Marino for like a like three, like about two and a half quarters. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, they brought over uh, more – they both said brought over more help, but their offensive line is still garbage. It is, it is yeah. Which is usually the uh, case with mobile quarterbacks. I don't know what it is about, you know, these teams, they draft these quarterbacks that run and don't put good offensive lines around them. They just expect them to make it work. You figure it out. You don't have to build an offensive line. You can move around. You figure it out. I don't – I never understood that. Yeah. But now- um, I think he, I think he would be better – yeah, over there, but I don't think that he would be the answer in the long run because it's still too much has to be. I don't know what it is with Justin Fields. Justin Fields is a question mark to me. He should be better than what he is, in my opinion. I don't know if he's a change of scenery or what, but he should be way better than what he is by this. Especially with those, especially with those weapons that he has in, with the Bears. But anyways, um, Ben, did you watch this game? You know, did you watch the Toy Story game? You know what's crazy? This always happens to the Falcons, right? It started with Marcus Mariota. Their Twitter account tweeted out Super Mario Mariota. And now next year, this year, 
they got it. They they you know they put the, the Falcons in London and with the, with you know with the Jaguars, you know, and you know we might as well call the Jaguars the London the London Jaguars because the owners from the London. Not surprising, but anyways, Ben, um, you know, did you watch this game at all? I mean, um, you know, um, and what was your thoughts? Um, and I'm not, and by the way, Ben, I am not, you know, um, I'm not really impressed with the Jaguars at all. There, I know there's, I know it's week four, but their offense is not impressing me. They only scored, let's keep it honest, because, you know, they got the, the Jaguars defense stepped up in this game and they got a takeaways one right there. When you get takeaways, you, they, they scored. So, Ben, what your, what's your thoughts? Did you watch any of the Toy Story, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, um, the game, the game, you know? Yes, yes, I did. I when I watched the recap of this game, I actually watched it in the Toy Story version. It was, it was awesome, by the way. Yeah, um, it was cool. There was obviously some glitches. Like there was like two touchdowns where in the Toy Story version, yeah, the ball yeah. wasn't the ball wasn't caught, but they said it was a touchdown. I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, there was a bunch of glitches like at the line of scrimmage with yeah. the ball as well. Uh, but no, it was cool. I thought it was a, a cool little animation. Um, I don't think it's worth bringing back. No, no. Uh, but it was a cool little one-time thing. Um, I agree with you, though. Um, this this offense for the Jaguars has been very disappointing. I think in yeah. that first game of the season, um, they looked very good. They looked very good. Um, I think some of it has to do with Calvin Ridley's disappeared. Yeah, um, yeah. He obviously, he obviously had the touchdown in this game, but outside of, outside of that first game, he hasn't come – anywhere close to a hundred yard game again. Yeah. Um, he's only, he's getting like less, he's getting like less than four catches a game. Yeah. Uh, Christian Kirk has, has stepped up the last three games. He's been the primary target. Evan Ingram has <laughs> had another, had another good game. Um, he's looking, if he wasn't playing in the AFC, Evan Ingram would probably be, be a, a pro bowl tight end. Bats, or at least bats, fighting to be bats. a pro bowl tight end again this yeah. year. You see what happened when you leave the Giants? Keep going. Yeah, yeah, he's looked good since he left New York. Um, but you, you, you had mentioned it though. Uh, Jaguars won this game because of their defense. Yes, um, they're they're a very young defense, but uh, Josh Allen, their their D end, he's he's looked phenomenal this game. I think he had two or three sacks. Uh, it's like his fifth or sixth on the season. He's, he's having a great year. Yeah, what's happening um, to Trayvon Walker? I mean, what's going on with him? I mean, I mean uh, Trayvon, Trayvon should have never got drafted where he got drafted. Preach about it. Um, Preach about it. A lot of a lot of people, you know, pointed out his flaws and whatnot, and they decided to go against it. Um, but hey, it's it's at the end of the day, it's it's none of our teams who right, take that right. selection. So um, I, I'm I'm just happy with that. That's fast. Now the Rams and Colts. Uh, all I have to say is Puka, man, Puka, and uh, Carry On Williams. Great touchdown. Uh, shout out to Stafford. I know he got hurt uh, in his uh, arm a little bit. Um, you know, and shout out to Anthony Richardson, man. What a dog, man. I, I love Anthony Richardson. I can't wait to see JT. We'll see if he plays this week. Um, you know, I was almost right with this game. I, I had the Colts this game. I was really close um, because you know, the only reason why I got to shout out Anthony Richardson is because the Colts. They, they were missing some old linemen, and he Anthony Richardson never gave up. Um, and imagine this offense with JT. This offense is looking fun with Shane, Shane Sykin. So, um, by the way, Nick Nick Freeze, your your thoughts about this game? I think the Colts are, are looking fun to watch. Oh, and now we'll see when they get JT back. Um, your thoughts about this game? All I have to say about the Rams, they're going to be scary when Cooper comes comes back this week. And Cooper Cup and Puka. Oh my goodness! Go ahead, Nick Freeze. 
Um, I think that uh, first and foremost, the Rams definitely, definitely found Cooper uh, Cooper's replacement. Yes, for sure. You know, you might as well. If if I'm the Rams, I'm looking at this situation where I'm like, look, we can keep both of them, but if we were to trade uh, Coop, we'd be able to get you know. So probably a, a, a nice little haul for him. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I would I would seriously look into that. Me personally, especially with the injury issues he's had over the past couple of years. That's true. That's true. I yeah. would definitely look into that, especially if um if the rookie keeps on having this looks like a record breaking season. Oh, by far, so, he's by far looking like the rookie of the year. But keep going. Yes, yes. Oh yeah, he's he's like he's easily rookie of the year. But you know that that could, that can fall off very fast. Yeah, but I highly doubt it. He has a he has a quarterback that likes to feed his best target, so yeah. that always helps. But um, what about with AR? Far, He's looking good. AR looking good, bro. He's looking good. Yeah, you know the the Rams. I actually I think I chose the Rams to make the second, playoffs. Second, second, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's so far it seems like my prediction. What has been is might might uh, end up happening because you know Vince your 49 is pretty much hitting the freeway on that division. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, no question, no question. Yeah. But so, um yeah, right. And you said the uh, the Colts, right? Yes. Oh, the Colts, I think, you know, people people gave them a little bit of shit for uh for drafting uh <laughs> drafting AR, but yeah, he looks he looks pretty good in that system. And like Thank you said, you, God, they JT hasn't even gotten there listen, yet. Listen, 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 Nick. At least they picked him over Will Levis. But keep going. Imagine if they would have picked Will. But it's all good. Whoo. Um, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of Will. Um, Me neither. But we'll, we'll, we'll save that for another. Yeah, I think, you yeah. know, people said that was a reach. But, you know, so far, you know, he's shown good. that. He looks pretty. He looks like he looks pretty good right now. You know, yeah. it looks it looks like him and um him and CJ so far as far as the rookie quarterbacks are. Preach about it. But, Preach about it. But you know, we'll do his own little uh going through and everything. You know, he'll go through his own growing pain. So I yeah. think that he'll be okay. But yeah, uh, once the Colts get uh. JT back over JT. there. Oh man. Oh man. It's the, I think it's that really running good. game and everything's gonna open up the offense all the way. I yes. already see the uh the RPOs, the play action. I already, I'm already seeing um Pittman getting these big bombs, you know, from the play action pass. You know, I, I already see how the offense can go. And to be honest with you, I think that they got this pick all the way right. And they're uh-huh. going to be building up on their future for a for the, for they they're pretty much solid at quarterback for the next couple of years at least. I agree. I agree. And shout out to Saints Ike and shout out to the Colts for dropping the AR. Now, yes. now, with that being said, Ben Fair, what's your thoughts about this game? And I got a, a question for both of you, and then but you can you can you can go because uh, now when Cooper comes 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 back this week, and that's going to be against Philly, that's going to be a damn good game. Um, now when Cooper Cup comes back, do you think it's going to help Puka, or do you think? Puka, it, by, by, by the way he's playing, is going to decrease because sometimes it does decrease the player sometimes. So what do you think, Ben? Your thoughts about this game? And and I'm telling you right now, Puka and Coop Cup, when healthy, that's going to be a great deal. 
Yeah, so obviously when Cooper Cup comes back, Puka's targets are going to go down, which means his catches and most likely his yards are going to go down. Yes, yes. Um, but at the same time, it's it's going to take some ease off of him because teams are new for the first four weeks, especially when Puka went off his first two games, they said, okay, we know that this is his favorite target. We got a scheme for Puka Nakua. Obviously, yes, they yes. haven't been able to scheme for him except in that Bengals game. Um, but now that he's a number two receiver and Coop is going to be that number one target, they got a scheme for, for Cooper Cup. They're probably going to at times double Cooper Cup, which is going to not allow Puka to have a lot of one-on-one matchups. Uh, and it's going to have allow Puka to go up against the number two and, and number three corners at times. So obviously that should favor him in, in a lot of instances. But at the same time, having that other receiver out there it's going to take away some of his targets. Yes. Uh, but but in this game, I mean, you guys hit it on the head with AR. I mean, he has he has some bad throws, but we all we always knew he was going to have some inconsistencies when it came down to that. Mm-hmm. But his decision his decision making's been pretty spot on for the yes. most part. Um there are times I wish he would maybe run it a little bit or, yeah. or at least throw the ball away, but um he's been very freaking good. Um Outside of that one concussion, I mean, heck, who, they could be, you know, three and three team or three and one team. Yeah, um, yeah. If he, does, if he doesn't go down in that game, um, and if they had won this game, they would have been three and one. But um, they, they got, you know, there was definitely a lot of talks about AR coming into the draft, um, and, and he's definitely playing in an upward projection, which is what you want to see. He obviously has a lot more refining to do. Uh-huh. Uh, but but at least he's heading in a positive direction. Like he could be playing like Zach Wilson, and and Ooh. thankfully for the Colts, <laughs> I'm saying Anthony Richardson. He could have been playing like Zach Wilson. You know, he could have gone in and and just regressed and looked yeah, bad. Yeah. But he's oh, he's, yeah. he's playing he's playing in a positive direction, which I like yeah. to see. He he has some stuff he still needs to work on. But right. if I'm if I'm the Colts. And I'm the players in that organization. I'm happy that they that they selected Anthony Richardson over Mayo Boy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. By far. Imagine yeah. if they would have picked Will Boy. Man, oh man, oh man. Coast fans would. Be if, if they had, if they had picked Mayo Boy, Gardner Minshew would be the starting quarterback. I agree. I agree. There's no doubt about it. I, I, I am with you. I'm with you, Ben. Now Ravens and Browns. See Ben and Nick. This is what I told fans, right? And listen, I love DTR. Shout out to DTR. <laughs> But, of course, he was going to struggle against the physicality of the Ravens defense. And, listen, shout out to my buddy Andrew. I know you love DTR, but I'm not really surprised. He struggled against the Ravens, man. And, listen, I know you love his tape on preseason. Listen, by the way, I understand why people watch preseason. It's fun. It's fun. But sometimes when you do well in preseason, sometimes it doesn't translate in in the regular season. So, listen, man, I mean, I knew the Ravens were going to win this game. Shout out to Flowers. Shout out to Mark Andrews. You you know, shout out to this Ravens offense, man. I'm happy Lamar is doing well. With, uh, with, the, with the Georgia OC. So, Ben, your thoughts? And I'm also surprised DTR struggled against a really good Ravens defense. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people knew going into the game, um, this is probably not the game that you want a, a brand-new quarterback to start, let alone exactly, a rookie. Exactly, yes. Um, because, I mean, they did everything for Lamar. I mean, the offense didn't really have to do anything. No, um, no. They didn't necessarily run the ball. Some ridiculous amount. Lamar didn't have some ridiculous passing game. He was highly efficient, 
which was always good to see. Um, obviously, Mark Andrews and Zay Flowers being his two primary targets. Both had relatively good performances. But, yeah, I mean, the defense stepped up. Uh, they played like the Ravens defense we know. Um, unfortunately for the Browns, you know, they have two major injuries going into this game. Yeah. They're without Nick Chubb. They're without Deshaun Watson. Um, and, and that, and this being a divisional game and, and somewhat of a rivalry game, you know, that's recipes for, for disasters yes. uh, right from the fight from the get go. Um, the only positive thing for the Browns in this game was the mask that David and Joku wore to the stadium. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Um, he had he had had some burns, I guess, to his face over the weekend, yeah, or something, and that's why he wore the mask. But yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, that coolness didn't really translate to the field. Um, I'm sure when Deshaun comes back, the Browns will play a bit better. But they, I mean, I think we should we should have known. Like, I think a lot of people overhyped him a little bit. Obviously, yeah. our boy Andrew overhyped that receiving core. Um, oh, he did. They, oh, they, my goodness. They got, they got a lot of holes, dude. Cleveland has a lot of holes. And now with Nick Chubb out, they have a crap ton of holes. Oh, they do. Uh, Pierre, Pierre Sean's not good enough. Jerome Ford, he, he's cool, but he's not going to be able to dominate every single game. Kareem Hunt, I mean, he's, he's looking just like he did last year. And there's yeah. a reason they got rid of him because yeah. – he just looks like he's he's dropped a gear and and yeah. wanting to play football and just and just a gear and just performance overall as well. Um, shout out the Ravens! He won another game. Uh, hopefully, you can win that division. Yes, well, they, I think they will. Um, Nick Free, what's your thoughts about this game? Um, first and foremost, DTR is trash. Uh, oh my goodness! <laughs> sorry, he went to UCLA, y'all. I'm sorry, but um. <laughs> When I seen that Deshaun wasn't playing, I was like, they don't stand a chance. You know, it's it's like you said, Ben Fair, it's not good for – it's certain teams when you know you got to throw in your backup against them, especially if it's a rookie, you know it's not going to end. It's not going to be a good day. Ravens are definitely one of those teams. You know, the, the just the physicality of the team – you know, their defensive scheme and everything is very complicated. And, you know, especially for a rookie, you know, you're not used to – if you're not used to making those reads yet, you know, they can confuse the shit out of you. Yeah. Uh, they bring a lot of pressure. And like you said, there was there was no Nick Chubb there to help relieve some pressure. You yeah. know, uh, Ford, he, like, he's not – he's okay, but he's not, he's not Nick Chubb. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Kareem Hunt – Hasn't really been the same since that probably that second year he was with. Um, no, that the first year he was with first him. year, that first year he uh he was over there with them. He hasn't been the same since then. It seemed like it's gotten worse and worse each year. Um, he really hasn't been the same since he fucked off his chance with the uh Kansas City Chiefs, yeah. But um, I think that um, in the long run. You gotta, you know, if you're the um, Browns or whatever, if you you gotta you got you have to look at this game like, all right, what can DTR do against uh, NFL defense? And you know, you take what you want from it. You know, he wasn't put in a particularly good situation to win. You know, um, just like my quarterback was. <coughs> Sorry, Ash McDaniel's. But yeah, <laughs> man, I can't wait till we talk about these this damn Raider game, boy. Well, wait, we're almost there. We're almost there. I'm, oh, I know. I know. My, 
My blood is boiling right now. Last last thing I wanted to say about this Ravens game was sometime last week before these games uh, played out, I saw Fox Sports on Twitter. Uh I believe it was Fox Sports. They put it on Twitter about, like, guys – it was, like, guys who could possibly, you know, get traded at the trade deadline. And for the Ravens, they had Patrick Queen. And it made Hell no, sense. no. I, I, I get it. I, get, I think Patrick Queen. I think Patrick Queen's coming up on a contract year, so maybe right. that's what it was. Right. But I was I, I commented under it. I was like, why would they get rid of their second best defender on the yeah. team? Yeah. Like well, why why would they get rid of why would they get rid of a of a, a top ten linebacker? Yeah. Uh, like Patrick Queen leads this team in sacks. He just got another one on Sunday. Like Fox Sports, whoever does your social media stuff, they, they probably need to watch a little bit well, more. Well, they're trash anyway. We all know what Fox is always trash. Anyways, um, we'll get back. To, speaking of speaking of a team, right? Dolphins and Bills. And I and, and listen, I know everybody, you know, on media. And listen, I posed a Bills this game because it was in Buffalo. I think the Bills even was good. But by the way, uh, prayers for the quarterback. Uh, from LSU, he's out for the year now for the Bills. It sucks. I hate to say, I hate to see it. <sighs> That's the second um, time in three years. It's unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate, but if, uh, but what happened? Uh, Trey White got hurt. Back from the Bills, quarterback for the Bills. Um, oh, Trey White got hurt again. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah he's out. ACL. So you know, oh. listen, man. Um, you know, I knew this was going to happen. You see, if Josh, by the way, if Josh Allen could play like this shit, but sometimes, sometimes he doesn't play like this. Sometimes. So listen, shout to Dix. Uh, shout out to the running back from, um, you know, the rookie running back from Miami. He's really good. Uh, but was it enough, Devin, man? De- Devin A-Chain. Thank you, thank you, thank you, man. But well, it wasn't enough, man. You see, Miami, see, what, you see what happened when Miami plays a good defense? You know, like San Francisco, the Bills, and and that's what happens, man. I'm going to keep it real. Listen, Dolphin fans were like, they love Big Banjo. Well, this defense is not looking good. And obviously, you played a top quarterback like Allen, and he exposed you. So, I mean, Ben, what, what do you have to say? Obviously, people, now Dolphin fans, now people are talking shit on Tua because, of course, he lost 40, well, what, what was it, 48 to 20. So, your thoughts about this game? Overall, the Bills are just a better team in the AFC East. Honestly, if I'm a Bills fan, I'm not afraid of the Jets. I'm not afraid of the Patriots. And I'm definitely not afraid of Miami because I think the best defense in the division is the Bills when healthy. Go ahead, Ben. I mean, um, Josh Josh Allen played a phenomenal game, only four incompletions. Um, you know, the first two weeks of the season, he was looking like his first two years of, in the NFL. It was. Um, and now week three and week four against us and, and now Miami, he, he looks like he was uh, when he first – the year he first got Stephon Diggs. He, he's yes. looked incredible. Um, no turnovers, I believe, the last two games. Yep, yep. Um, they, they, weren't able, they weren't able to run the ball. Uh, so I'll give Miami some props to, uh, for at least handling them in that aspect. But um, Stephon Diggs, dude, um, you know, a lot of people still, for some reason, don't like Stephon Diggs. Uh, I don't I don't get it. He's a top five wide receiver in the NFL. That's- Tremendous game, six catches, three TDs for 120. Um, I think if they had Ramsey, um, this game might have been a little bit closer. You think so? Not because you, you, you saw the Diggs did the – I think – no, I'm not saying they wouldn't have won. I right. said this game would have been closer. That's fair. That's like, fair. It, he, he would have made some of those catches on Diggs a little bit tougher for Diggs. I'm not okay. saying Diggs wouldn't have caught him still, but it, he would have made the catches a lot more difficult. And, and I'm sure a couple of the times, you know, that, that Jalen Ramsey was out there, maybe Josh Allen doesn't even look that way because he knows Ramsey's on the field. That's true. Um, 
So I think they, they missed him in a little bit like that. This definitely was Tua's worst game. And and you're allowed to have a bad game as an NFL quarterback. You can't Bats. be perfect night in, night out. And a lot of people are like, well, they just came off a 70-point game. Well, they did that against a terrible defense and and, and with the Broncos. Yeah. I mean, outside of outside of Patrick Sertain and Kyrie Jackson, name two more defenders on that Bats. defense. That's what happened so, when they got rid of Bradley Chubb, right? Keep going, yes. Exactly. Yeah. It made no sense when they got rid of Bradley Chubb and still expected to be good. You got rid of your only pass rusher. Um but no, I mean, you know, for the Bills, they they won this game, but it was at the cost of you know Tre'Davious White's ACL, unfortunately, because they did a t- phenomenal job at keeping Tyree Kill at bay. Yeah, I mean Tyree Tyree Bill Tyree Kill only had three catches, and this is Tyree Kill. He he knows the Bills' defense. He's played them in the playoffs for what three three or four three years, years when he was in yep. Kansas City. Yep. So he, I mean, he knows those players, and for them to still keep him in check, definitely kept Jalen Waddle in check. Um, you know, I, I got to give a, a great appreciation to the Bills, and they also did this without Vaughn Miller. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's, I think he's back this week, so there you go. Um, I'm, I, which, by the way, they don't even have to play him because they play the Jaguars. I think they could beat the Jaguars without uh, without him. Anyways, um, Nick Freeze, your thoughts, real quick. Um, I think that. Uh, Buffalo's offense discovered something. Unfortunately, when they played against my Raiders, um, they they start utilizing the uh, the two, and I think that's helped a lot, especially you know they drafted uh, Ken K. So they got two, yes. you know, two pretty good to add on to the offensive weapon. Yeah. If the Bills ever decide to get a running back over there, uh, oh my it's going to get it's going to get the AFC. I can tell you just two of them. JT, JT going to get running back over there. I, I feel like they've had. I, I feel like they've had running backs. They just don't want to run the ball, and step without Josh Allen. Like Josh Allen, especially last year, Josh Allen was the leading rusher of that team, I believe. Yeah, I know a they, New York. No, I know a New York running back would love to go to Buffalo. You know, Saquon Barkley, but it's all good. Nick, go ahead. It's all good. Look, let me tell you something. If if the Bills can figure out a way to get Saquon Barkley up over there, it's over. Oh man, man, man look, it's it's going to be interesting trying to figure out how to beat them. That's all I have to say. I would, but I would have uh, got Dalvin. I would have got Dalvin Cook. I don't want to get him you would have had Dalvin and James Cook. Like, you know how you know how happy they would have been, Dalvin and James playing with each other? They probably would have been so happy to play with one another that they would have just gone out night in, night out and just ran over everybody. Yeah. Because you know, you know, you know, two brothers on the same team playing football, they would have and the same position, they would have pushed each other like a motherfucker. Yeah, that's very oh, true. Yeah, no that's doubt. Very, that's very true. That's very true. And I'm with you, I'm with you, Nick. Kincaid and Knox. Oh my God. Now, speak, speaking of the game, right, guys? Um, well, beat Bengals and Titans. And by the way, shout out to your boy, King Henry Ben. Not surprising here. I'm not going to lie. Uh, for Bengals fans, I'm worried about you guys because Joe Burrow, uh, he's not playing like himself. And obviously, he's injured. Um, I, don't, I don't really think it's his own line. I think it's more with Burrow, not even healthy, man. And that's the way it is. Obviously, they're missing Jesse Bates. Uh, when when Tannehill killed, um, you know, is destroying you, um, that tells you you're going to lose the game. Um, but the MVP for this game, 
is uh, Derrick Henry. And by the way, Ben, shout out to the Tulane running back. I mean, I, I said on my tweet when they drafted him, he was going to be underrated for him, and he is. Tyler, Tyler Spear was great in this game. So, Ben, what was your thoughts about this game? I think Bengals fans, I think the Bengals are in trouble, man. They have a tough schedule, and if Burrow is playing like this, and what is, by the way, my hot take, don't be surprised if they lose to Arizona this week. It would have surprised me. But, but I'm just saying that because, by the way, how Burrow's playing. But, Ben? If I'm a Bengals fan, I'm worried about the Bengals by the by the way how Burrow's playing because he he is still injured. Then that's unfortunate. But go ahead, Ben. Yeah, it was good to see the Titans finally play Titans Titans football. Yes, sir. Um, and, that's, and, and that's and that's run the ball. Yes. Um, you know, it was you know up until this week they they weren't really using Derrick Henry the way Derrick Henry is supposed to be used. Dumbasses. You want to yeah, get exactly. you want to get you want to get Derrick Henry into into the 20 carry mark, right? When Derrick Henry re- really gets going, it's when he get, when it's when he surpasses that 15th carry, because yes. uh, his size his size really starts beating down on the defense. Uh, the more carries you give him, and and <clears throat> you know they, they he made sure to pay to make the, the Bengals defense pay. Yes, uh, 22 for 122, five and a half, and he had two touchdowns. He had the passing touchdown and he had the rushing touchdown. Uh, so it was good to see the Titans go back to to the football uh, that they that they've played over the last couple of years that got them into the playoffs, that won on their conference like what once or twice in the last couple of years. Yep. So it was good to see them do that. Uh, but over to Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow definitely hasn't looked good since since the start no, of the season. No, he's injured, bro. Um, you can tell. You can you can tell that ankle is definitely bothering him. He doesn't want to step up in the pocket to make nope. some of these throws nope. to put a little bit extra power into it. Um, and as someone who's definitely had a, a fair share of ankle injuries, um, it, it is something very very hard to deal with, um, especially when you can't put pressure on that thing. Yep. Um, I'm sure over the over the course of the season he'll, he'll probably get back to his regular regular form on how the Bengals fans have, have gotten to see him play over his short tenure in the NFL. But for right now, I mean, even you said the O-line, you know, don't you don't think the O-line's the issue, but I think it has it's some of the issue as well. I mean, he gets so much pressure in his face. Um, he has to make a lot of – he tries to stay in the pocket and, and hold on to the last second to make a couple of his throws. Yeah. Just like every, every great quarterback does. But – Yes. Um, um, yeah, until that ankle, until he can actually put pressure on that ankle and, and not feel a ton of pain, um, he's he's going to continue to struggle. And you said they play Arizona next week. Yeah, this week. <clears throat> That's we we've seen Arizona, man. Uh, you know they could have started the season off three and or what three and zero, oh, four and zero. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Um, you know they're they might not have the best offense, but defensively they get after the quarterback. Uh-huh. 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 They put a they put a ton of pressure on on the on the offensive line. They put a ton of pressure on the quarterback to get the ball out quick. Um and Arizona could give them a tough match uh, yeah. if they can if they can get to Joe Burrow. And ben, um, are you amazed are you amazed with Tajir Spears? I mean he's played well. He has to play well. Not I mean, I, I knew he played well, so I'm not going to say I was amazed, but he, he played very well uh, in his short, short little tenure. Um, what he had eight catches for yes. 58 total, for 58 total yards. Yeah, um, was able to do it in the pass game and the run game. Um, he's going to be he's a really nice complimentary running back. He should be able to take over for Derrick Henry when when Derrick decides to hang up the cleats. But yep. um, his his blend of speed with Derrick Henry's blend of power, it's it's very good for Tennessee. 
and hopefully they utilize that for the rest of the year. Facts. Nick Free, what's your thoughts? Are you a little worried about the Bengals? I am because Burrow is not right right now. Uh, that's what they have to worry about with the Bengals, to be honest. Um, I, I'm i on record saying that I feel like they should have sat him the first two weeks. I agree. Preach about it. You know, not like that. When you get a, it's a preseason injury, dog. It's, you can miss the first two weeks of the season. Your team is good. When your team is up and rolling, y'all are a playoff team. Y'all are expected to at least go uh, or go expect to go to the AFC Championship. Y'all already been to a Super Bowl, uh-huh. so everybody knows back, when, when, when y'all your backup home. quarterback, your backup quarterback just won an XFL championship too. AJ McCarron. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Shout out to your boy AJ McCarron. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Two time you know. daddy. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I just don't. I don't get the urgency to have him play so early in the season. Exactly. You know, Even Jamar said he wanted to sit him. Yeah, I mean, it makes no sense. I mean, look at their schedule. Not like that. Look at the schedule towards the beginning of the year. Yeah. They're not playing no off-the-wall teams. And no, all they're that. hard teams. They're hard yeah. teams, yeah. You know, so they're not they, – they're, they're teams that they – in my opinion, they set him for two weeks. He comes back week three, and – He's playing probably, you know, he's probably, he's still playing with a little stiffness, but he's not playing as bad as he is now. Right now, it's painfully obvious that he's hurt. Yeah, so obvious. He can't make the same pass. He's not he's not as comfortable in the pocket. It's nope. just he doesn't look like Joe Burrow. No, no. And you know, and I'm seeing people online trash him talking about, oh, he signed this contract and became garbage. I'm like, there's no what way. What the fuck? Yeah, people are stupid online. I'm like, dude, there's no way that you're saying that Joe Burrow is garbage. He's playing bad right now because he's playing hurt. He shouldn't even be playing. After after that first week, I would have played. I, I would have sat a week two. I'm with you. I'm with you. But hey, hey, Nick, we're not the coaches. What do we know, right? It, it, is, it is what it is. Um, I'm pretty sure we know a lot more than a few NFL coaches. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. And two of them played in SoFi this past weekend. Well, speaking of, co- yes. yeah. speaking of coaches, that it's going to be a head coach pretty soon for the Commanders. And by, by, and by the way, um, Commanders, Eagles, and Ben, I'm going to say this, right? And let's let's keep it a bean. And Ben, you know this. If Scott Turner was the OC for the Commanders for this game, I don't think this game is close. With Eric Bieniemy, shout out to Eric Bieniemy. What a game call. You know, I thought you guys were, uh, I thought you guys had this game, by the way, bro, because by the way, you guys were playing yourself, Scary Terry. Uh, shout out to Chase Young. He had a great sack. Um, you know, but Sam Howell has no place problem, man. Get rid of the fucking ball, man. Stop, getting, stop holding him down the ball and don't get sacked. But, you know, great game, man. I mean, I love the enemy, man. Commanders, you know, Magic Johnson, make the right decision and hire the enemy as your coach, as, as the head coach. But anyways, Ben Fair, not surprised. You lost to a better team. Um, and uh, great, though, uh, Jalen to the A.J. Brown. But now A.J. Brown can shut the fuck up. Now, no, but seriously, Ben Fair. Your thoughts, and if since you're a commander fan, you got to be happy with with, with the enemy. And you're and 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 Magic Johnson, please make my guy Ben Fair happy and hire the enemy as the coach. Go ahead, Ben. No, I think definitely Eric enemy is uh he's he's heading in the tur- in the direction of, of possibly being our, our head coach. Yes, um, as as early as next year. Um, what he's done through and except in the Bills game. Uh, his play calling and the players um, <clears throat> playing out his play calls 
Uh, has looked phenomenal. Um, in this game, definitely Sam Howell, there were, he, I think he got sacked, what, four times in this yes, game? Yes, uh, So that was a lot better than the, than the nine times against the Bills. But um, I hope this offseason they, they definitely Im, uh, improve that. That's that's our biggest weakness by far is that offensive line, especially the left side of our offensive line. Um, that's where Sam's getting most of his pressure is from yeah. the line side. Um, Terry played great. You know, he yeah. picked up. He picked uh, off. He picked up right where he left off last year. Um, if you notice in this game, <laughs> unlike last year, Darius Slay last year tried to cover Terry, and Terry obviously destroyed Darius Slay. And a lot of matchups when you saw Terry catch the ball in this game, Darius Slay didn't even try to cover. Hell Terry. no, Scary was on the money this uh, time. Yeah, scary. Scary definitely got a lot of coverages from the number two corner from the Eagles. Uh, and shout out to him, by the way, Ben. Shout, shout out to Brian Robinson. He had a great game too. <clears throat> he didn't have a great game. Um, he did. He did relatively well. Obviously, he had um, a rushing touchdown, yes, but that, yep. um, that that was about it. We weren't able to get him any holes. Nope. Um, but the defense did a good job against uh, their front against their offensive line. I think we got yeah. three sacks on the quarterback. Yep. Um, The thing that pissed me off, though, was um, our first round pick. I mean, obviously, he's a rookie. He's going to get better. But A.J. Brown destroyed our destroyed our first round pick and Emmanuel Forbes. He 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 tortured. He tortured Emmanuel Forbes over and over and over again. I think once or twice it was it was a coverage issue where he thought someone was going to pick up A.J. Brown and they did it. Yeah. Um, but AJ was just way more physical than Emmanuel Forbes. Um, but I expect Emmanuel to, to ha- still have a tremendous career, but it was just very disheartening to see him get <laughs> brutal, just absolutely brutalized by, by AJ all game. Yes. Yes. Well, now, Nick, now you can express yes. your feelings now, right? The Raiders and Chargers. Um, and Nick, I love you, man. I love every Raider fan out there. Shout out to my buddy Jay and Nick Priest. Shout out to you, man. Um, you know, I want Raider Nation to be happy because, you know, it's crazy, Nick Freeze. Um, You know, four years ago, you had a chance between – actually, no, three years ago, you had a chance between Jim Harbaugh and Josh McDaniels. And you guys chose Josh McDaniels. Imagine with Jim Harbaugh. That would have been a lot better. But it is what it is. So, Nick Freeze, your thoughts? It would have been better. Raiders? I'm not yeah, a fan uh, of Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> You know, you're not a fan of Jim Harbaugh? You're not a fan no, of I'm, no, I'm not a fan of Harbaugh at all. Interesting, interesting. But yeah. your thoughts, man. I mean, it's, it must be painful as a Raider fan, man. Go ahead, man. First and foremost, I have one uh, one thing to say. Oh. Um, they've been getting dragged for the Tyree uh, Wilson uh, selection. Yeah. And understandably, I mean, we did pass up on Jalen Carter. Yeah, you know, but but the thing is, people got to put you got to put uh in sight like this context, context. Yeah, the, yep. The, the plan wasn't to play him. The plan yeah. was for him to be a situational pass rusher. You know, the same way the Fort Niners did with Alden Smith his first year. You know, let him go in. You yeah. know, third down, whatever. He goes in and does his thing or whatever. You know, he wasn't supposed to be starting. He's supposed to be yeah. uh, Chandler Jones's backup, who we just released. You know, shout out to yeah. him. You know, I hope he whatever issue he has going on, man. I really hope that uh, he gets the help that he needs. Uh huh. But yes. um, 
but it's just <sighs> I, I feel as if the Tyree Wilson pick is going to be a good pick in the long run, especially mm-hmm. with uh with like pass rushes and defensive linemen. You know, sometimes they they hit they it takes them a year to get over the get over the wall. It's just like big men in the NBA. Sometimes they take, they take them a little bit longer than other players sometimes. But <clears throat> DeAndre, I, 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 yeah, <laughs> like be patient with that one. But Josh McDaniels is the worst offensive play caller in the league. Yeah. I cannot believe some of the plays he was calling when you have a rookie yeah. starting his first game against a, a, a Chargers team whose record doesn't really show how good the team really is. I agree. Preach about it. Yep. You know, so first and foremost, why are you leaving Khalil Mack one-on-one? Uh-huh. He had six sacks in the game. Yeah. With about like 15 pressures or some crazy, some insanely crazy number he had. No. But you left him one-on-one the entire game. Yeah. Why? After you you know common sense to tell you after the second or third sack, maybe you might want to throw a tight end over there, you know, have a running back chip him, do something. Or how about this? A fullback. A fullback, yeah. Yeah. Or how about running the ball? Yeah. You know, so, something like that. Um, the Raiders' defense played a decent. They played decent. No, they played the best game they played all year, considering yeah, the situation yes. they were in. We have to remember yes. two of the Chargers' touchdowns they had were in started off in Raiders' territory because of the Khalil Mack fumbles. Yes. You know, yes. the Chargers are too good of a team on offense for you to pretty much give them great field position. Yes. They didn't allow the entire second half. That is excellent, considering the, the 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 caliber quarterback you're playing and everything. You know, he got hurt in the fourth quarter, but you know that was his fault. That was stupid. But um, I don't know. I, I actually I actually like Aiden O'Connell. I me too. Me too. You know, uh, Yep, he went. He went to Purdue. He's pretty good over there. I think. I think that if they uh, if we actually. If McDaniels would have put together a better game plan, uh-huh. or at least made some type of adjustments to what the hell Khalil Mack was doing, uh-huh. it, it probably been a different game because at the end of the day, he was running for his life most of the game. Yes, he was. And you know that happened. We only lost by seven points. Yeah. And we was right there. We actually could have scored if he would have ran the ball on first and goal on the four-yard line, but he decides to throw a pass. And you know, and what's in Nick and Nick and Nick? What's the Chargers' weakness? They're winning defense. Keep going. It's all good. Yep. And look, and not even just that. You know, he made a rookie mistake. You know, he yeah. he thought it was uh he thought it was uh I think he thought it was zone, but it was man. Yeah. So, you know, stuff like that happens. But if you run the ball in that situation, he doesn't have to make yeah. that type of read. Uh huh. Or maybe if you actually put together a better uh. On Khalil Mack, don't the Mack did the reason why y'all lose this game. Yeah. Game, he done it out right tackle the entire game. Six sacks. He was a yes, sack away from tying the record. I think that we need to um start O'Connell again. Yeah, and see what we have up over there because obviously, if we gonna have dudes just throw interceptions, we might as well have a rookie do it. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo has led the league in interceptions over three weeks, which is highly uncharacteristic of him, but he also has Josh McDaniels calling the plays now. Josh McDaniels is fired before the season is over with. I don't know what yeah. the hell we're going to do once he if, if that happens. But we need to figure out something because offensively, defensively, shit not going right. No, it's and not. we have the players on defense at least to be to make the step forward and be into being better. Yeah. But I don't, it's just I don't it's it's the scheme, then the offense doesn't help. It's just our team doesn't look at least it needs like some ironing or something. Something needs to happen to change everything around. Maybe it's Josh Jacobs getting getting um getting back back into shape to run the ball better. Maybe it's something yeah. simple like that. But so far, though, I don't see on paper, I don't see why our team should be one and three. I at the very least, we should be two and two, in my opinion. I agree. I I agree, and you can argue about this game too. But it is what it is. Um, now, Ben, can we give a shout out to uh, you know California native and also Nick Bray? We can also shout out to this guy too. Shout out to this California native, CJ Stroud, man. I'm happy that he's doing well, um, and I really am, man. Um, shout out to you, CJ. Um, what, what a great game! Him, him, and Nico Collins have a connection right now, and I people he, people were calling me crazy for picking Houston. Um, now I shouldn't be crazy because right now I'm 47 and 17 with my picks. So you know, so ha- hopefully everybody listens to me with my picks. But anyways, um, oh you know, God. but anyways, anyway, Ben Fair, <laughs> thoughts, and I know you, I know, I know you're gonna preach about what Kenny Pickett because. You said in the draft, I mean, you know, you don't trust a quarterback with small hands. So, what's your thoughts, Ben Bear, with this game? And shout out to Texas. I'm happy about D'Amico Ryans. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of people, they they just wanted Kenny Pickett to be good. You know, he played in Pittsburgh. He got drafted by Pittsburgh. People just kind of like those stories unfold. Um, but you got to – you got to really look at players' skill sets and, and, and body characteristics sometimes when evaluating. Um, I mean, the last two-glove quarterback to be good was who, you know? Um, you know, there's a, there's a reason he wears two gloves. It's not like he's Teddy Bridgewater who yeah. wore it for, for, for comfortability. You know, Kenny wears two gloves because he needs it to grip the football. Exactly. Um, you know, that's and not when good. you when, when you wear a glove to throw a football, that shit doesn't feel feel right. It feels extremely awkward. Um, you almost get too much grip on the football, and it can kind of affect you. It can affect you at times. Um, but the Steelers, I mean, we should have known they were going to be bad. They're they're primarily just a defensive team. Yeah, they are. Their O line is is average at best. Yeah, and that's a that, that's me like just giving them a compliment that probably shouldn't even be given. Um, but ultimately – They look great against the Raiders. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not hard to look good against the Raiders. Except right <laughs> uh, the Broncos. All right, go ahead. <laughs> shout out shout out C.J. Stroud, though. Uh, as a rookie, still hasn't thrown an in- – or still hasn't thrown a, a, a turnover yet. Um, what I think he's got six touchdowns on the season, yeah. zero. And I mean, ben, remember you and Kev said he's gonna break the Ohio State curse. So far, he's doing so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, and, and I said that he, I said whoever got drafted to Houston was probably going to be the best quarterback of, of the yes. bunch, and especially especially early. You know, Houston has the better O line. 
Houston has Houston has young targets, but they're all very, very talented. Yes. Um, they have a young defense, but the defense has talent. Yes. Uh, Houston, Houston was clear as day the best best place for any of the rookie QBs. You know, there are a lot of people on Twitter and stuff who don't really know too much about, you know, front offices and coaching exactly. staff. And they thought Houston, they were saying Houston had nothing. Their coaching staff was I'm like, what? All this and that. You know, people were saying that they didn't have playmakers. <laughs> people were saying that their defense wasn't good. And it, should, it just never was the case. Um, but, yeah, Nico Collins is having an unbelievable year. Um, Tank Dallas has shown flashes that he's going to be a good receiver as yes. he matures into the NFL. Um, John Mechie is going to become a good receiver once again as he matures in the NFL and starts yes. getting more reps. Yeah, um, I'm very happy with this Houston team, though. Um, they still got some some things they can work on, but their biggest issue is is just lack of experience. And yes. the more they play, the more they play together, and the more they play in the NFL, um, I don't see why they can't get better than what they are already. Yeah, as long as long as you win, that's that's that that can that can that can that can create momentum, right? So you never know, man. You never know. So, um, Nick, what's your thoughts, man? Um, uh, CJ, CJ Stroud is a California native. Um, are you really really impressed so far with CJ Stroud? Oh hell yeah, Nick. CJ Stroud yeah. for sure is playing better than any Ohio State uh, quarterback I've seen in a while. Appreciate about it. And you, great to see somebody find, you know, always say somebody got to eventually break the mold. Like, yes. Kind of like how Saquon did, you know, with the, uh, you know, the, the, the rep that Penn State running backs got over the years. You know, you draft the Penn State running back in the first round. It's pretty much a, a bust pick. That was that, uh, that was a storyline. Saquon came. And you know, yeah, Jalen Hurts did it for Alabama. Uh, exactly. Yeah. That you say, like I said, somebody eventually got to make the mold. So yeah. you know, see him, especially him being a California native. In my, but you know, it's yes, dope sir. that he's out there. He's playing well, and he has his team balling. You know. And like I said he's got that connection going with Nico Collins. I, I, I honestly wish I would have picked him up in my um, in my fantasy league, fantasy. but I did not. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think that I think this team with the what they what they have they they did the smart thing by building upon what they are. A couple of good yeah. young defenders over there already. You know they had a couple like Nico Collins was there. He was always good, but you know the quarterback situation has been terrible years so yeah you know you get your quarterback over you got your running back over there now all of a sudden hey let's work on this offensive line next year or oh, let's get us a, let's get us a, a real number one receiver over here It'll be a number two yeah you know little stuff like that you know i eventually and i believe in D'Amico ryan's because uh he was a great player when he played yes all he was play Alabama. You know, yes sir Oh yeah, you know he was great with the um with the Texas. He was good with the Eagles. You know, he he definitely was an impact player everywhere he went. 
So to see, see, especially did good with the 49ers last year. And, you know, sure. let's not even forget that, you know, they, um, that they drafted your, uh, your boy too. He's up over there. So once he well, gets up over there, yeah. on defense, it's going to be crazy up over there. Fast, fast. They have a lot of money to build and they can get even more better. So we shall see. We shall my, see. My favorite, my favorite thing about CJ Stroud, though, it hasn't even been his play on the field. It's been his accountability for everything. Like yeah. even situations that aren't that don't even deal with him, he's taken that responsibility to, to say, Yeah, I'll I'll fix that. Like I need to fix that. I need like I'll I'll get better. Like he is a real leader. Like you saw Zach Wilson last year try to push issues on the like other position groups. And CJ Stroud, like I said, it could be a defensive question and the de- it could be something that the defense did and CJ will say, "No, no, no. Like I'll I'll do better. I'll I'll, I'll make sure that gets fixed." Like uh-huh. he's taking on that responsibility and that's what you want to see from a quarterback. Uh-huh. Well, speaking of, you know, Alabama quarterback, and Ben, the city of Boston is pretty much done with this quarterback. They're done. Remember, my, my, my buddy Lucas is saying, I'm ready for the Caleb Williams sweet sticks. Um, you know, and I feel, I really, I really do feel bad for Mac. I, I do, because we, we, we know why, Ben. Obviously, we he really should have gotten drafted by the Niners, but that's not no here nor there. Um, I knew this, come, this was coming with the Patriots, man, because they don't have a number one receiver. Their best weapons are their tight ends. Um, now the Chris Gonzalez is getting injured. Um, you know, Judon, Judon got hurt too. Yeah. So, Ben, what's your thoughts? I hate the negativity with Mac, but at the end of the day, we got to keep it real. He's just not playing good right now. But go ahead, Ben. Yeah, I, and I do got to keep it real. Whether the guys go to Bama or not, you know I'm going to be honest about the players. Um, you know, going into the draft, I was very high on Mac. Uh, you know, I said he had the IQ. I said he had the, the, the pocket awareness. You know, he had the accuracy. Yep. You know, he had the ability to, to uh, you know, lead his receivers in the open spots. Yep. And I just have not seen that at the NFL level whatsoever. Um, you know, his biggest issue has always been his strength. Um, he's, he's not necessarily the biggest quarterback. He, he doesn't have the biggest arm. He can't throw the ball on a rope. Um, and, and we're seeing it, we're seeing it at the NFL level time and time again. Um, you know, there's only so many times where I can make excuses for a guy, uh, before I actually have to, you know, make a clear cut decision on whether the, not the guy's good or not. And uh, so far, I just have not seen it with Mac and, you know, some of it might have to do with, you know, not having that number one receiver, obviously Juju is not it. Definitely Devontae yeah. Parker is not it. Um, no. Kendrick Bourne isn't it. Um, Hell no. if, your best, if your best weapon's your tight end and your tight end isn't named George Kittle or T- Travis Kelsey or Tony Gonzalez or Shannon Sharp or something. That's a recipe uh, for disaster. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're 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 not you're probably gonna have a bad offense. It um you know, and, and unfortunately they haven't been able to run the ball either. Uh, I think they only had one game so far this year where they ran the ball pretty well, where both yeah. Ezekiel and Ramondre got got going. But it's yeah. it's not looking good for Belichick. Um, you oh, know the nice. Mac Jones the Mac Jones era is probably going to come to an end this year. Um, you know there's there's plenty of good quarterbacks. Fortunately, uh, are, there's possibly a, a good amount of quarterbacks in this year's draft, so you might be able to find the replacement. You know sooner rather than later. If you're the Patriots, but 
yeah, it's not it's not looking good for them. Um, you know what's crazy, Ben? You know what's crazy, Ben? Because the Cowboys, the Cowboys didn't even play that great of a game, and, and they no, won. They didn't. And what's crazy, Ben? They would have a different, 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 different opinion with Mac if he was on San Francisco. But it is what it is, right? It is what it is. Um, with the, with that being said, real quick, uh, shout out to Brock Purdy, by the way. Uh, before we do our picks, by the way. This is incredible, man. This this is the first time for everything. The Niners are have scored thirty plus or more points in each of the fourth four score games uh, for the first time in franchise history. So shout out to Brock Purdy and the offense. Keep on going, and thank you, Ben, for telling me about this man. Now, without being said, let's go with our week five picks. Well, uh, Bears, I, want, I wanted to stay on on this just for a sec. Um, Brock Purdy was phenomenal. Only one incompletion. Uh, he's undefeated. As being in the regular season, as being your starting quarterback, he yes, scored thirty. He scored thirty points or more in every single game as a as a as a starter in the regular season. Um, you know, this guy should have never been Mister Irrelevant, but somehow he was, and he landed right in your guys' lap. Um, Nick Wright, dude, um, dumbass. I see where you're kind of going with the statement that you made about Brock Purdy, but at the same time. To say that the 49ers could just plug and play damn near any quarterback in that system is one hell of a hell of a wrong statement. Um, yes. If, if, if Brock Purdy didn't have skill and you could just plug and play any quarterback, Trey Lance would still be the quarterback in San Francisco. I agree. Um, you know, Trey Lance would still be the quarterback. Jimmy G would still be the quarterback in San Francisco if you could just plug and play anybody. I mean, Ben, you um, told me two years ago they should have dropped in Mac. And with Mac, they would have been a lot better. Keep going talking. Yeah, they would have been good. I mean, I think you'd be better with Brock Purdy over Matt, over yes. Mac, over Mac. But uh, Nick Wright, dude, like you can, t- no you can Nick, Nick Wright, we can tell you never played football a day in your life to make a comment like that. No, no, Ben, um, say, say his real name. Nick Wright, what did Nick Wright say? So my fault. Sometimes I'm disconnected for a second. No, you're good. I forget what day he said it, but. Uh, Nick Wright had made a comment about Brock Purdy and the 49ers offense yeah. saying that you could pretty much plug and play any quarterback in that system and the 49ers yeah. would be just as good as they are. And that's oh. just not tr- that's just not true. Like I do think you could plug and play I do think you could plug and play a good amount of quarterbacks in that yeah. 49ers system, but to say any of them and Brock Purdy beat out Jimmy G and a former first-round pick in Trey Lance, and he beat out another former first-round pick in Sam Darnold after coming back from a UCL injury. Like, let's give Brock Purdy some credit for his talent ability because Nick Wright, to say any quarterback could do what he's doing is absolutely wrong. Ben, you're saying you're right. It's Nick wrong. There we go. How about that? Now, with that being said, let's go with the picks, by the way, before we talk about the Dame trade and the Drew Holiday trade. Bears, Commanders, oh, this is easy. Commanders, Ben, go ahead. It's easy. Command, Wait, commanders, easy. Commanders, Commanders. Nick, Nick, what about you? Commanders. Commanders. Jaguars at Bills. I got Bills. Ben? Bills. Uh, Nick? Bills. Saints, Patriots. Well, Patriots lose this one. You're stupid. I got Patriots. Uh, in New England, Ben, what do you got? I, I got Saints. Okay. Uh, I got Nick? Patriots. Okay. Titans at Colts. I got Titans. Ben? Ben? I got the Colts. Okay, if JT comes back, it will be interesting. Uh, Nick? Uh, I think I'm going to pick the Colts as well. 
Okay. J- Ravens. JT, at- JT not coming back. All right. Ravens at Steelers. I got Ravens. Ben? You said you got who? Steelers? I yeah, got Ravens, Ravens at Steelers. I got Ravens. I got Ravens. Okay. Yeah, I got I got Ravens as well. Uh, Nick? I got the Ravens as well. Uh, Panthers at Lions. Prayers for Bryce Young. I got Lions. Ben? Lions. Uh, Nick? Uh, I got the Lions. Texans at Falcons. I got Texans. Ben? Texans. Nick? Uh, Texans. Giants at Dolphins. Miami by 70. Uh, next uh, question. Uh, ben? ben? Miami. Yeah, next question. Miami. Next question. Okay. Okay, I don't have to ask Nick. Bengals at Cardinals. This could be an upset. I got Bengals. I'm not very confident. Ben? I got Cardinals. Okay, Nick. Oh, that's tough. Uh, you know, I'm still picking the Bengals. Okay. Eagles at Rams. It was crazy. I was supposed Eagles. to be at this game, but I had to, I had to be at the wedding. Um, so I got Eagles over Rams. Uh, Ben, you think I think this game is gonna be close? People think. So, what do you got? Eagles over Rams? Uh, you know what? Didn't they beat? Didn't the Rams beat the Eagles when they won their Super Bowl? Super Bowl. Um, you the nope. one? No, okay. I didn't know if they beat him in the playoffs or not. Um, I'm so. Oh, that was Jared the Rams. Goff, so no, there's no way in hell. Jared Goff sucks. No, I'm talking about the year. I'm talking about the year Stafford won. Silly. Uh, no, that was against Tampa Bay in the Niners. Remember? No, no. Go ahead. Okay, I'm still taking the Rams. Oh, really? Okay, Ben. Okay, Jet. Oh, ew, oh my goodness. Um, Jets and Broncos. I'm going Jets. Uh, yeah. Um, go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. <sighs> Uh, uh, tie, uh, Jets. Yes, I'm with you. I'm not gonna lie, Ben. I'm gonna go tie. I'm gonna go actual tie. I'm gonna do it. All right, all right. That's how it's fair. You, you, you win either way. Chiefs at Vikings. Yeah. That's easy. Chiefs, right? Everybody, Chiefs. Chiefs. Okay. Yeah, I got the Cowboys. Chiefs yeah, Cowboys. Niners. Uh, this is easy. Niners. Uh, Ben. Uh, you got Niners too. Yeah, Niners. Uh, right, Nick. Same thing. Uh, Niners. Yeah. I'll be- Packers, Raiders, if the Raiders run the ball against the Packers, they should win. I got Raiders. Uh, ben? If y'all – I swear to God, Nick, if y'all cannot run the ball this game against the the Packers who have given up the most rushing yards in the NFL, exactly. y'all, should just, y'all should just stop playing football for the rest of the year. But I'm still, taking, I'm still taking Green Bay over you guys. And let, me, and let me guess, Ben. Free Josh Jacobs, right? But anyways, go ahead, Nick. Free Josh yeah. Jacobs. Yeah. Oh, fire. Uh, I'm the Raiders, but yeah, I think the game should be. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a good... uh, all right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this, this is what I like to do. At the end of the show, uh, what I like to do is I like to talk about an outside of the NFL, which is, you know, is was breaking news, by the way. We got Dame, Dame Lillard going to the Bucks. Uh, we're talking about NBA now, so because the NBA season is coming up. Um, and we got training camp right now, so we got so we got a big trade. Dame going to the Bucks, you know. Uh, Blazers getting DeAndre Ayton, by the way, and Joe Holiday, which by the way, Joe Holiday got traded again uh, to the Boston for Robert Williams and obviously for Brogdon. Um, and the Suns obviously got years of Nurkic, Nazir Little, Keon Johnson, and Grayson Allen. Um, so here's my thing, right, boys? So shout out to Damian Lillard. Um, I'm was really surprised that Miami did not get Dame Dame Miller because sometimes teams don't fuck with Miami. By the way, sometimes I just, I'll just say that. Um, you know, but shout out to Dame Miller. I think Dame and Giannis is going to be a great duo. I mean, uh, now the Bucks signed campaign. By the way, by the way, Reggie Bullock just went to the Rockets. By the way, good for him. Um, 
But Ben Farewell, I want to see your thoughts. I know you like what the Suns got. Obviously, they said fuck DeAndre in. Let me give more depth. Let me get. Let me ask you this. You this, Ben. I know you like the Suns trade because they got that one Duke guy, Grayson Allen. Right? Is that right, or was that was that wrong? I mean, obviously, I like if they got that they got a Duke guy, but I like the trade on their side of it simply for the depth. Um, I right. think. So, what do you think won this trade, in your opinion? In my opinion, I think Portland did. But go ahead. What do you think? I, I mean, I think all three teams. I think every team involved got something, something really good. I think Portland, mm-hmm. they got younger, and and they got yes. DeAndre Ayton, who has who, as much as we talk crap about DeAndre Ayton in, in the NBA universe, he still has potential. We still think like people still believe that he can still reach this somewhat of a dominant uh, pedestal. You know that we believed he could coming out of Arizona. Yeah, um, I, I still believe he has that in him, and I just think it was very hard to be the fourth best player and still with yes, and, and be a dominant player on a team like that. When you're playing with CP3 and yeah. KD and D Book, it's hard to really get into a groove. Yeah, and, and I think he's, I think I think yeah. Sometimes in basketball, when guys can't get into that rhythm of scoring or something, or even yeah. just being involved in plays, it really yeah. throws their game off. Um, and when it's happening time and time again, then it starts messing with the players, like mental psyche and stuff. Yes. They're, they're wondering, Hey, I, I've been this dominant player my whole life. Now I'm at yeah. the NBA level and, and I can't do it. And it's most likely because they're just not able to get into the rhythm offensively. Yeah. Uh, defensively though, Aiton should be a lot better. Um, he should have been a lot better in Phoenix and he showed flashes of it, but he was just, his biggest thing is, has always just been consistency, being able to do it night in, night out. Um, mm-hmm. but, but Portland's got a great young core now. Yeah. Uh, you got DeAndre Ayton, you got Scoot, you got Anthony oh, yeah. Simmons, you got Shaden Sharp, uh, and you got some nice veteran pieces around him and Brogdon, who can be a really good mentor for those young guards. By the you way, have, do not be surprised. By the way, do not be surprised. Hot take: Do not be surprised if he's traded to the Clippers. I know. By the way, Nick, don't be surprised with that. Who? 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 Brogdon. Brogdon. Brog- no, he's not. No, no. they're not going to trade. They're, they're not, not trading, trading him, bro. Brogdon's like on an expiring deal, anyways. So, and, and if they do trade him, it's not going to be until the deadline. Okay. Um, okay. They'll definitely keep Brogdon there as the sixth man. He doesn't yeah. interfere with Scoot in, at that starting role. Like, that was why they got rid of Drew's because if you got Drew, you want to play Drew over Scoot. You don't yes. want to like, all right, you could play them together, but then you're sitting Anthony Simons, who yeah. had a phenomenal season last year, and you want him to be able to build off of that. Um, someone like Broden, who's come off the bench for the last three to four years, he's used to playing that role. Uh, yes. So he he fits that that development for you as well, um, yes. but Portland they got a lot of great pieces. I saw it on Twitter. Some people were saying like they've built around Scoot in these last three months better than they ever built around Dame, which could yeah. be freaking, which could be true because this is like the deepest I've seen a Portland team. Oh yeah, and this is a great start for this is this is a great start for a rebuild, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a phenomenal start. You got young pieces, you got draft capital now as well, yes. uh, and and you have you know two to three pieces that 
have potential to be something really special in the NBA. Uh, yeah. For Milwaukee, for Milwaukee, I love the trade 100. Um, it would have been cooler if they could have kept Drew and maybe moved Chris Middleton. I think yeah. Drew, Drew, Dame, and Giannis would have been a way better big three. Uh, but getting Dame for Milwaukee is going to be a lot bigger than people think. Um, to be able to have a guy like Dame who can spread the floor easily out to 35 feet on a nightly basis, a guy who can drop 40 at, at you know the you know at any moment, um, you know to pair him an offensive genius like Dame next to an unstoppable force like Giannis is going to uh-huh. be extremely special defensively. Having lost Drew, Drew probably the best defensive guard in the NBA. That's going to hurt, and especially because right. you didn't really, re- you didn't really add any defensive depth either uh, to your bench. It, it's kind of uh-huh. going to hurt a little bit, but it's going to be a lot of fun uh, for Phoenix. I love the depth. Um, Nurkic is the only question mark, just because Nurkic gets hurt every single season. Um, you know, he'll play fifty. You know, probably no more than 60 games a year. Uh, he's probably going to be hurt by the time the playoffs come. Ben, I have a question for you. Has he been the same since LeBron dunked him? No, 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 no. I think you and I talked about that the other day. Yeah. No, yeah. he hasn't. I mean, um, it's he's a big guy, too. He's a physical guy. He's someone that can bang with, with yeah. a guy like Jokic and Embiid. But yeah. – after a game with against Jokic and Embiid, he's going to be out a week. He's going to then yeah. miss two or two or three games due to the physicality. You know, he's yeah. he's kind of he's kind of built like Anthony Davis, and and yes. and the, the role of their body. Their bodies are just made of glass. Yes, yes. Now with Boston, what do you think with Joe Holiday? Boston. So we were talking about this on on Andrew's show on Friday, and somebody on the show mentioned it. And I thought to myself when they said it, I was like, no way in hell. They don't have the money. And they made, it, they, they made it happen somehow. So that was a phenomenal job. Uh, you, you and I were talking about it, and you were saying how they're going to miss Marcus Smart. And I don't, yeah. think that's, I don't think it's the case. I think Drew is better with the ball than Marcus Smart. He's more, yeah. effic- he's more efficient with the ball than Marcus Smart. We saw Marcus Smart commit a lot of turnovers when he uh-huh. was the point when he was the point guard trying to run the offense. Drew Holiday is very efficient with the ball. I think Drew Holiday is a better defender than Marcus Smart. Interesting. He's, okay. he's he's also bigger than Marcus Smart, so he can guard you know more of those wings uh, with a little bit more ease. Uh, uh-huh. you know, there's not there's not much of a height difference or size difference than there is compared to Marcus Smart when he's trying to guard a small forward or power forward. Uh-huh. Um, they do lose some depth trading away. Yes, they do. Their depth and, is not good. I'm looking at it right now. It's not good. Go ahead. Yeah, their their depth is absolutely atrocious. They could start their their entire bench is nothing but white guys, and You're we right. know the, we we know in the NBA. White, all white lineups do not work. <laughs> this is not the 60s and 70s anymore. Uh, you know, you don't have Bob Cousy out there go, only going right. Um, so I expect, <laughs> them, I expect them to, to be extremely tired come playoffs because their starting lineup is going to have to play 40 minutes a night like Tom Thibodeau's coaching them. Um, but I think in the regular season, they're going to give a ton of teams fits. And I don't – 
I don't see a reason why Boston going into the playoffs isn't the number one seed, but because they're going to have to play so many minutes and their starting lineup is going to be asked to do so much, I yeah. don't see I don't see them winning a title this year. I'll say this I right do, now. I I'll do see, see them that. coming out of the East first. I'll say this right now, and Lucas told me this. If it's really mm-hmm. on Porzingis staying healthy. If Porzingis does not stay healthy, they're fucked. But anyways, with that being said, um, Nick Freeze, what's your thoughts about all these trades? And what do you guys think? And Nick, after you, uh, who do you guys think is the favorites coming out of the East? And go ahead, Nick. What, what's your thoughts with the Drew trade and the James trade and overall? All right. Yeah, let me make this uh make this one quick. So um, as far as for Phoenix, I feel as if it was the move that was necessary. Um, I guess they finally got the offer they wanted to get for a DeAndre, for a DeAndre Aiden. You yep. know, considering you know he they've been getting offers for it seemed like almost the past two years for him, but they finally pulled the trigger on it. Um, the depth that they got is most definitely needed because they didn't have shit before. I love that. Yep. All they all they all they had Oh yeah, that ain't gonna work. That ain't gonna, that ain't gonna work at all. Well, the the Nurkic uh Nurkic going Yuda over there. Oh no, that's not gonna work at all. Good. <laughs> Nurkic yeah, hit him ahead, well, I'm sorry, in I'm there. Sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you good? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ben. What did you say? Oh, I was saying all they had before this trade with their death was Yuta Wananabe and Bol Bol. Exactly. That was their best wing player at the in the bench. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ben. Go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah. Yeah. So when they um. Getting Nurkic, I believe, like you said, uh, if he can stay healthy, you know, he is actually – I feel like he could actually work better for them than DeAndre Ayton can. I'm not yeah. saying that he's a better player. I just feel as if, you know, he doesn't have to do the same stuff uh, that Ayton needs to because, like you said, Ayton is supposed to be this – he's supposed to be with Greg Oden. Uh, he's supposed to be Greg Oden, basically, Yeah. at this point. Um, and – I feel like Nurkic can fall into that role. Like you said, he can bang with the big boys when they play against them. You know, he can stretch the floor, you know, but, you know, it's all according to his health. But I feel like that team is going to give a lot of team fits. I think they're going to go through some growing pains towards the beginning. Yeah. After that, they should be cool. Who do you think Who do you think they play at PG? Because I've seen Brad Beal and I've seen Booker. Who do you think they play at PG? Booker. Probably Booker. Yes. I think Booker is more um, a better playmaker. His, play, his playmaking skills a little bit better. Yeah, I, I still don't like neither one of them playing point guard for me. But you know, you kind of have to in that stance. But um, I see more so Booker. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's Bradley Beal. Right now, what's up with Portland? Um, Portland, uh, their team is can be. Scarily, very scarily. Uh, I agree. I agree. They can be very competitive because they have a lot of talent over there, and I feel as if um, with this squad, I think we really get to see the real DeAndre Ayton. Because even though he was a number one overall draft pick, he never got opportunity to be what no more than number two. Uh huh. And, and so, he was only not. I mean, he was only a number two for like his rookie year, and then they brought in CJ yeah. three. Yep. Exactly. And then so, they brought in um, KD the following year. Yep. Yeah, so he never really got a chance to really develop the way 
he should as a number one overall pick. But that you know, hey, that's that's the way the circumstances feel. Um, yep. I feel as if for uh, of course, I believe Scoot's gonna be their number one option. That's yes, yes. But I think uh, it's gonna be instances where they'll have to be one A, one B. Yeah. Because you know, shit, that's the two best players. Yeah. So Maybe. they're so gonna. I was, um, I, was going, I was going over it in my head, Nick. Do you, uh-huh. I think they should be a transition team. I think they should be a transition team. They should try yes. and push the ball in transition. They have oh, so, hell so yeah. much speed, so much speed, and so much athleticism. Like to if to see that team on the, on a fast break it would be a nightmare to watch because Scoot could pick DeAndre gets the ball, gives it out to Scoot, and Shaden's probably already at the rim looking for a, a, an alley oop. And if Shaden's exactly. there, you got Simons who's just as bouncy. Scoot can take it all the way to himself when we know he's bouncy. Like DeAndre Ayton can be a lob threat. So like that team in transition could be a nightmare. Yeah, and also Ben, you know, you know, also can help Scoot is John C. Billup because he, he was a great pickup when he played. Because yeah, you know. No, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, as far yeah, as what you Boston, the Bucks, the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, uh, the Bucks. I forgot about them. Um, I love the uh, that Damian Little was finally able to go into a situation where he can, you know, he can get a chance to win. Yes. You know, even though he could have a, a while ago, but chose the money, which I have no problem with. Me too. Yeah. I have no problem with you. Look, dog, not, not everybody can win. Yep. You know, if you can't win, go and get your bread. Yes. My only problem with I had with Lillard was he chose the money route, but then he starts talking shit about people yeah. who try to make the moves so they can win. And I'm like, dude, like you saying all this, you're going to eventually. You could have left. You could have left. Yeah, you left. Yeah, but he he would. I get what Dame was coming from. He wanted it so bad in Portland. But I am with you when you choose the money over a championship. Don't bitch about the other people. Exactly. Too. Yeah, that's my problem Cause, with because like, some people because some people Nick they're choosing the money and the better opportunity to win. Dame yeah. chose the money to just stay in the same organization. And was expecting the organization to build around them. And that's another thing is I hate when players, this is across all sports. I hate when players take the bag and then make comments about the organization not being able to put players around them. And it's like, dog, if you took 20 or 30 million less, they probably could have brought a player or two in to help you. Ask Dirk. Dirk always took pay cuts. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. For example, I know England the whole time. I know. Listen, listen. I know this this is a football show, but Aaron Rodgers too. But keep going. It's all good. You know. Yeah. Yeah, They take pay cuts. Plenty of of players take pay cuts, and some players don't take pay cuts, and then bitch about the organization not being able to pay anyone else. And it's like, dog. Yeah. Like, what do you expect? They're paying you. They're paying you fifty million. That's a third of the fucking payroll. Exactly. Yeah, dog. Like, and not like that. You're not in a, especially when you're in a. You're in a city that's no nobody wants to go there. You don't get bringing no big time free agents. Hell, you're in, you're in the organization where the only way y'all can take the next step is through drafting. Yes, and you're not. And y'all never gonna be bad enough to get that high of a pick. And uh, now that y'all eventually have, he's already gone. Yeah, and you guys, you guys aren't selling out stadiums either, unless no. you guys are in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and what? So, what are your thoughts was the Boston uh, Nick? Boston. Oh, that was a hell of a move, but I don't like the I don't like what they gave up to get him. 
I agree. You know, I'm not mad at it, but it was I feel like they gave up a lot. Yeah. It was what two first, Brogdon and Rob. Yeah, yeah. And they're back. Are 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 you so I'm gonna ask this. Portland got DeAndre Ayton and then they make a move for Rob Will. Why do you think they did that? Because I think Rob Will is there would be the really good backup center. It's not, it's not, it's not bad at all. I mean, yeah, unless unless you move somebody to power forward. Exactly. Yeah. I mean. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And my, and my thing. And my thing is Ben and me. and My buddy Joshua B was talking about it. Right. Like he said, he would not give up Rob Will because their backup center is literally Al Horford and thirty-seven year old, well, fifty year old Al Horford. I'm not trying to be funny, but he's I like, mean, oh, the only the only thing they could have did it was either Brogdon and White or Brogdon and Rob with the with the picks. And I think, yeah, they, I think, yeah, I think they chose Rob. I honestly, I would have probably given up White over Rob, but yeah, that, that was. I mean, I get why you they probably did it because Rob has that history of injury, and Derek White doesn't. But yeah, I thought that I thought that was very very questionable. On, yeah, on them giving. And what so I had asked you guys this before before Nick keep going, Nick and and Ben, if Boston does not get it done this year. And remember, they let go of Ime Doka. It is what it is. They should have probably kept him, but it is what it is. Um, they should have kept him. But it is what it is. because If they can't do it with Joe Mazzula, and and he got all coached by Spolstra, no shit, uh, because we everybody keeps forgetting Spolstra is the best coach in the Inter Conference. But it, it is what it is. Um, if they can't do it with this team, um, what does that tell you about Joe Mazzula? Because, uh, man, I, man – I think Ema's going to do. I think going to do well with the Rockets, and so shout out to Monty Williams with the Pistons. He's going to do well with them too. But Ben, we uh, Ben, I go to you first. If they if they can't get it done with this team, you got you have you have um, Brown, you have Tatum, you have Drew Holiday, you have um, Derek White, and then you have Porzingis, and you know, and obviously I told you if Porzingis if Porzingis gets hurt, they're fucked, obviously. But like I want to hopefully everybody stays healthy. But if Missoula can't get this done. What does that tell you? What does that tell you, Ben? Because the Boston has the roster; they have the starting five to do it. I I think we got to see how it plays out. Um, I'm yeah. not I'm not quick to question coaching. Obviously, I'll question it if they're not, you know, changing up their schemes in, in the middle of games, or if they're not changing up their rotations and stuff. But I'm a I'm still probably put the blame on Tatum and Brown, dude. I'm probably still oh. going to put the blame on them, like. Jalen Brown, you've been arguing about your money for two years mm. now. You've been wanting your money for two years now. You just got paid. Jalen Brown, go left. Stop playing like Bob Cousy, bro. Um, oh, my and Jason, God. And Jason Tatum, like, I got to keep it real. Like, whether you, you're a Duke guy or not, Jason Tatum, you are way too fucking big, and your frame is way too muscular to be getting stripped every single time you attack the rim. The second yeah. he drives That's... into a double team, the second he drives into a double team to go to the rim, he gets stripped. You got to be better with the ball, Jason Tatum. And your decision making, your shot selection, it was kind of RJ it was kind of RJ Barrettish last yeah. year. He yeah. was forcing way too many shots and especially at the three-point line. Like dude, develop a floater, bro. You're 6-9. 235 pounds. Develop a floater. Use your physicality to your advantage and stop yeah. being so weak with the ball at the rim, bro. You're way Woo. too good for that. Yeah. Yeah, so Nick, what's your, what's your thoughts? I know the reason why I'm bringing up coaching is because 
Look at the Bucks. They hired Adrian Griffin. But the, which, by the way, shout out to AJ Griffin, by the way. No, but seriously, hopefully, hopefully, Adrian Griffin has a, a great rookie coach. Uh, he has a lot of pressure on him be, um, this year because the Bucks, uh, you know, traded for Damon. Obviously, they have a lot of pressure. So, Nick, how do you how do you feel about this? Like, I, I feel like they should have never even let him go. Oh, hey, we're not we're not the GM. We're not the owner. It is what it is. So, but Nick, mm-hmm. um, how do you how do you feel? How do you feel? Uh, uh, I'm gonna say this last thing before I unfortunately have to go. Uh, set up for sports for you. Shout out to sports for you. Yes, but um, I feel as if that um, the holy Duke Duke situation was a personal thing, in my opinion. I agree. You know, uh, I think there was. I think he was fooling around with somebody's wife, in my opinion. Mm. And you know, whoever it was didn't like that that was going on. So that's the reason why he got put in the position he's in. Um, I'm not putting too much on um, on, on oh, what's his name? Uh, what's his new name again? Uh, Missoula. Yeah, Joe Missoula. Yes. Yeah, I'm not putting too much on him because you know, not like that. He he kind of got forced into being the coach last year. Exactly. Yeah. So now you know when you get forced into doing something, especially like when you're interim coach or something, you got to kind of like roll with the punches. You know, this year he actually got a chance to, you know, build the team in his own eyes, his vision, you know, start doing what he wants to do. So, in my opinion, I'm going to judge him more off of this season than last season. If you that better be good. You better sense. be good. Um, I think they're going to be good regardless. Um, he just got outcoached. I mean, he's a, he's a he was a rookie coach last year, um, and he went up against one of the best coaches in the league. I mean, shit like that happens. Yeah. So um, I don't think I think if they play this year, that won't happen. And it's not just because of the um, the additions they've made. I think if they would have kept the same team, they probably still would have won. I think that he learned a valuable lesson in that in that um, series. And I think uh, Boston should be fine. I don't know. If they, I don't think they should get rid of uh, Missoula at all. Um, you've already they've already seen if don't make these rash decisions on these coaches. I can't believe all these good coaches that have lost their jobs over the past, like, three years is absolutely ridiculous. But, hey, that's the way the NBA wants to go. That's the NBA yeah. wants to go. So, you know. so, Nick, before you go, who yes. do you think is a favorite right now? When healthy, who is a favorite coming out of the East? Um, Healthy. The crazy thing is that – and you know, I can't put this team up there, but in all honesty, it should be Philly, but they're not. So I'm I'm getting I'm not even gonna even go there. Um I right now I think I may have Boston. Okay. Fire. Oh yeah, that dude is he's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. he's, I'll save him, I'll save what I have to say about him for the next show. <laughs> James yes. James Harden's been killing me with that shit this last season. Yes. Ben. When healthy, who's the favorite in the East? I, I can't believe you said Philly, possibly, but um, I'm gonna get Boston. I think a lot of teams are dealing with depth out of in the East. I think Boston is dealing with depth. I think Milwaukee is gonna deal with depth. I think Miami is gonna deal with depth. Um, but I think Boston has the best starting lineup in the East, and possibly the best starting lineup in the NBA when healthy. So I'm gonna say Boston. Yeah, me too. I hate to say it, but fuck Boston. But any, but anyways, 
Uh, that's going to be the end of the show. So, Ben Fair, tell everybody, uh, your social media, everybody follow you. And your articles, by the way, my man. Watch out for our Lakers article article because that's, that's coming soon, by the way. But anyways, Ben Fair, go ahead and, uh, and shout out to your articles, man, because you're doing so well. And shout out to your Baltimore Orioles article. And uh, by the way, Ben, no, I, I really do, do think, I really hope this happens. I want your Orioles to go to the World Series and win it. But go ahead, Ben. I appreciate it. Uh and I, I told you, I told you I might do a Lakers article. I haven't decided yet, but uh, the Orioles article will will drop uh, first thing in the morning tomorrow over on my LinkedIn page, um, just at Benjamin Fair on LinkedIn. But you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Sports Veteran. Um, I got a very big video project coming out real soon, so stay tuned for that as well. But. I've been I've been loving doing this every Tuesday with you, Vince. Nick, I appreciate you joining us this week. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, it's, it's, it's it's always fun to talk a little bit of smack with you. So um, I just appreciate you having me on this show, Vince. Of course, Nick. Go ahead, everybody. So everybody, social media, everybody can follow you. Oh yeah. And yeah, shout out to the Sports for You podcast. Make sure everybody listens to that. That's little. That so literally starts in uh, thirty minutes. But go ahead, Ben. Oh I'm yeah. Go, I'm going. Go ahead, Nick. Oh, no, you good. Uh, first and foremost, everybody follow at Sports for You podcast on uh Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can follow me at Nine Nine Gorilla on Instagram and Twitter. Follow with extreme caution because I say some off the wall stuff, as you guys know, and I do not care. And I do not care about cancel culture. They do not scare me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you can you can say that again. Yeah, I am not scared of cancel culture. I'm not scared of being canceled on a place that I, I'm, I'm going to deal with when my phone is cut off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you guys can follow me at Respectable Big, obviously. I, obviously, at my other account, Size A24. This has been a great episode, guys. Episode 61 is, is ending right now. And episode 62 will be will be next week. Right we'll, now, there. we'll talk about week five recap uh, and week six picks. Guys, have you have a good day. And by the way, Ben and Nick, thank God the NBA season is almost back. Preseason starts this week. And, uh, but yeah, man, college basketball next month. I'm looking forward to that. But, guys, have a good week. Peace out. Enjoy your week. Peace. Peace. Appreciate you having me on, Vince.